get back in the groove with Disney's hilarious all-new movie. After his wild adventures with Pacha and Emperor Cusco, lovable lug Kronk, Yzma's former henchman, has happily started a new life as the head chef at his very own diner. An all-new wacky adventure begins, however, when a llamagram arrives telling him that his father is due for a visit. Before you can say, squeak or squeak, Kronk is cooking up trouble with the sly enchantress Yzma, trying to make himself look like a success in time for Poppy's arrival. After a bunch of big blunders and a massive cheese explosion in the restaurant, Kronk finds himself covered in a heap of trouble. It's only with the help of friends, both old and new, that Kronk learns to be true to his groove. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Kronk's new groove! And now, our feature presentation. Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeakin', squeak, Kronk's new groove. Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeakin', squeak. Podcast, squeak, squeakin', made for TV. Squeak. There it got is. It. That's all I got, Kyle. <laughs> That's what you get for texting me two minutes ago saying you have no cold open. Hey, it was like 20 uh, minutes. I yeah, gave you like 20 minutes. I was moving stuff in the basement, and it came to me as I was holding this dresser, and I was just like, oh, no, I don't have a cold open. I, got I was going to, listen, I was going to try to cover the fucking, uh, it's the hippest cat in creation or whatever. Yes. Uh, awesome but song, I, but I, this one's not worth it. Okay. It's not fucking <laughs> worth the effort. So I did it. And that's the story of this podcast. And hey, Kyle, what is this podcast? This podcast? Ah, the podcast, the podcast for movies, the podcast for movies made specifically for TV, the made for TV podcast. That podcast? I hate you. That could have just been the cold open. <laughs> I Why didn't just fucking do that? Yeah. All right. Fine. Welcome, everybody, to the Made for TV podcast, the show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made exclusively for the small screen. My name is Kyle. My name is Scott, and this is our mini series dedicated to the world of uh, straight to home video Disney animated sequels to theatrical releases or whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> we got a guest. <laughs> We got a guest this week, everybody. Uh, he's an okay guest. He's a YouTuber. He's a Twitch streamer. He's a podcaster in his own right. I'm his best friend. It's true. Fallout yeah. Place. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, thank you very much. Please, just just Fallout is fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're not using your last name. Your legal last name of Plays. Legal last name of Plays. We're leaving that out. Good. It's gone. Any, yeah. Is this true? I'm the first person on the show to not drop the the real name right away. Yeah, it is. It's true. Mm -hmm. We haven't had last names for a couple people, but oh, yeah. you know, you you are the first uh, to stick to his real. You're, that's how we know you're a real gamer. Yeah, I'm a real gamer. You stick to your. Carrie gamer asked me yeah. before we I went in here to record. She said, "Do you have any like guests this week?" And I said, "Yeah, we have Fallout." And she goes, "Oh, that's a big get." And I was like. Oh, it, it you know him? And she's like, no, just whenever I don't understand the name of a of a gamer, I know that it's a big get. I was like, oh, yeah. Maybe you oh, just don't know. oh, right, big get, big get. Huge get. Totally. We have huge, the actual huge. Fallout the video game. We have yes, the entire the team Yeah, the whole it, yeah. game right here. Bethesda Fallout himself. <laughs> it's me. Yes. No, instead we have uh, our wonderful friend Fallout Plays, who 
is definitely only on this podcast because I forced him to be on because he's forced me to be in a million fucking yeah. YouTube videos. So oh, turn that is fair true. Play. Yeah. <laughs> Just DM you at any random hour. You got to hop on and play this movie right now, dude. I need the content. <laughs> I need you to play Daddy this shitty game no one's heard of real quick. No, I wanted to be uh, here because I have a passion for terrible direct-to-DVD sequel Disney movies. <laughs> oh, same. It's, it's something that I've always been passionate about. And there's finally a home for me right here mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. That's why we created the podcast was to fulfill your needs. Yeah, welcome. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. But you do actually have more uh, qualifications to be on this podcast than either of us in that you I actually do? studied film. You went to oh, film school. I did go to film school. Yeah. You're like, you're like, wait, I did. <laughs> this is so long Holy ago. Shit. I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> I yeah, went to see. college. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I have a vague memory of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so I just feel like it's important to shout out because most of the time we like to highlight that we don't know what the fuck we're talking Scott, about. Scott, I have uh, some in major qualifications in that I have seen movies <laughs> before. That's true. Oh, You've true. seen, yeah, yeah, seen movies. that is factual. <laughs> You've seen this movie as well, which is a huge plus uh, for this fucking <laughs> Um, and you have another qualification, I would say. You don't necessarily... I think you were being a little facetious when you said you love bad, straight-to-video Disney sequels. But you do have some of the worst movie-viewing habits of anybody I fucking know. You watch more trash movies than oh, most people. Oh, because they're great. Because yeah. you... For people <laughs> who don't know... <laughs> yeah, go on. When you're when you're editing stuff or writing stuff, sometimes you just want noise in the background, right? And 100%. you will go to Amazon and you just pick yep. a random fucking movie all the time that you'll message <laughs> me about that no one's ever heard of and just hit play on that bad boy in I do the background. That all the time. Yeah. So I don't I know. Think- there's there's something really enjoyable about watching a wide range of strange movies. Like, you know, sometimes you'll watch a movie because you know what, you think it'll be good, you think it'll be interesting, and then there's other times where you're like, I can't, this is like a train wreck. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yes. watching a video on YouTube of a car crash. It's like, that's you shouldn't watch that. That's not good. People were hurt or something. <laughs> but, it's like, but there's that part of your brain where you're like, I kind of want to watch this. I yeah. no, I you're on the right place for that sort of uh, vibe, for sure. <laughs> Good. I think there's like something magical about a bad product that was made with genuine, like, attempt at it. You oh, know? it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why people care about the room with Tommy. Yes. Is Tommy Wuzo, Wiseo, whatever you. Tommy Wuzow. I don't Wuzow. know what his name. Either. Like, yeah. when you go into a project and you want it to be a success, but like everything goes wrong, there's. Something magical about that. I don't think that happened here with the movie we're about to talk about. But like, but when that does happen, it's very fascinating. I think that there's. You're right. I don't think this movie had uh, that kind of earnest uh, amateur spirit behind it. But there's something also magical about some people who I feel like they're like, I'm working at Disney. It's my dream. I'm going to make a Disney movie. And then they get thrown on this yeah. project, you know? And it's like right. people trying to make the right. best out of a bad situation who are clearly mm-hmm. qualified for more. Maybe. Maybe not qualified for more, uh, given the end product on this one. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, Fallout. Well, then, 
I think an, an important question is, uh, I got you to agree to be on this podcast and you picked this movie, right? I did. <laughs> so then there must be a reason. I assume you have an, a fondness for the original Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Um, the more I think about it, I should I should have picked something else <laughs> because like was that before or after you watched the movie? Probably after I watched the movie uh, it, because it was like well it doesn't matter how good the original is I'm sure a lot of Disney sequels you guys can probably can tell me probably fall into the same bin of like just throwaway entertainment i don't know how connected it is to the original i mean like yeah the sequel because emperor's new groove uh i didn't see that until way way later like i didn't hear about it. i didn't even hear about it like when it originally came out um i yeah it flew under my radar completely and you know i think my college girlfriend was like no you have to watch this movie i was like come on it's like like we all love disney right it's disney's fun disney's great but like the way she a was terrific to, company that's never done anything wrong. They've never yeah. done anything <laughs> wrong ever. And like so she's like really going to bat for the movie. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I watch it and I was like, this is genuinely hilarious. <laughs> yes. Like the fact yes. that there's a lot of people out there who I don't think have given that movie its its credit. I like if you mm-hmm. were to look at the box office numbers, I would imagine that the emperor's it's, new group it doesn't Did seem it like a movie even... that would do great like no it probably you know, like, doesn't crush the box it doesn't office. seem to have it's... the like allure of bringing a huge crowd on opening weekend no you know? no it's a lower performer i mean just for the time it came out even that's like right when pixar's like on fucking fire yeah, like yeah. 3d animation is the new nobody gives a shit about yeah, 2D and we're in movies. that old world 2d disney yeah. era where it's kind of trailing off and it was genuinely hilarious like i was there may be a couple times in life where I've watched a movie that people really went hard to bat for, and I was like, no, no, no. But then I was the one who was wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Mean Girls, another example Ooh, of people mean telling girls. me that Mean Girls was a hilarious <laughs> movie. I was like, come on, bro. And I watched it. I was like, this is hysterical. <laughs> yes, amazing. Uh, so, yeah. So I picked it because I, I couldn't think of any other Disney sequel. And I was like, oh, yeah, Croc's New Groove. Like, that's, I've heard of that. Croc was, <laughs> was one of the, the, highlights of the first movie really Absolutely. funny hilarious side character i was like so why don't we pick this movie uh that that's probably why i picked it no other reason beyond that i think that's great though that's that's really what we're looking for when we find a guest because most people have not actually seen these sequels right, right? Mm-hmm. despite the fact that they all sold amazingly well like these movies make so much fucking money fall they cost they'll cost like five million and they'll sell like 10 million copies at like the, the 30 sequel? bucks yeah like yeah. all of these oh, yeah. movies really? not, maybe not Big maybe not time. this one but like a lot of these movies it's like <laughs> like uh lion king 2 yeah like lion yeah. king 2 sold like 18 million copies lion king one and a half like, is probably one of the champs oh, right it's got to be that one yeah. of the highest sellers God, I would think. yeah heaven. that's okay that's why sure. they make these because they cost so little and they and parents just they just gobble them up them out for a good while. or not uh, they just get them out there yeah absolutely oh, okay. so i think this is the best we can hope for with any guests is that they have a fondness for the original because this is a sequel we do need to judge it in a little bit at least in comparison to the mm-hmm. first movie and if it holds up 
a lot of the time these movies do not but there are some out there that have surprised us that are decent and fun we'll find out if this one is in a little bit uh, but <laughs> so fall you're doing say, a good job of being completely adequate as a guest yes, so far uh, <laughs> my dream Listen, come true if there's one if there's one thing that we need on a podcast, it's adequate white men. That's all it yeah. takes to succeed. <laughs> all you need to make a good uh, right? If you want to succeed as a white man, you only need to be adequate. Uh, <laughs> I will say, God. all right, I, I, I'll talk about my history with Emperor's New Groove in that I think it's probably, as a kid, my favorite Disney movie. Maybe, not, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if mm-hmm. I was a kid. I guess I was like right about to go into middle school, maybe. Uh, when it came out or maybe I was in middle school um, because it, like you said it's fucking hilarious like the first yeah. movie is legitimately hilarious and I've said on this podcast I've said many times in the past I think Patrick Warburton as Kronk in Emperor's New Groove is the best comedic performance in any movie of the 2000s that's a because it came out right statement. in 2000 and yes I mean it I, think I don't he think there's a funnier He character. deserves people saying he, he did the best job out of anybody in the yeah. 2000s, I think. I think, I think he, he has does so a great far. Job. I can't think of a performance, live action, or animated that is so funny in every aspect yeah, in a movie. Good, yes, and it's pretty perfect. good. fantastic. He's perfectly cast in it. And, and how could you go wrong with more Kronk? <laughs> <laughs> he deserves his own movie. Clearly, All about Kronk. I mean, he was clearly the breakout star because they decided to fucking make him the make him his own movie or whatever. Okay, really uh, quick. Yes. Just out of pure curiosity, mm-hmm. I googled, like, what are the top grossing animated films? So, like, I yeah. looked up Disney top grossing, but that doesn't count because it includes like the Marvel. Yes. You know, yes. we're trying to get like animated. So, if you had to, it's got to be Lion King. It's got to be number one. Lion right? King is number one, hands yeah. down. But um. Below that, like, what would you, where uh, Toy would you Story? imagine Emperor's New Groove to land on a list of top, I don't know, 100? Where would you imagine? Ooh, I would put it at f- uh, 37. 53. It's 30. <laughs> oh, ah, which is right. pretty good. That 30 is, pretty, is good. pretty good. It falls behind Atlantis the Lost Empire, which well, is kind of a shame. A, it falls behind shame that. that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's lower than Atlantis. Jeez. Okay. You're going to tell nice. me like Treasure Planet made more <laughs> money that's, that's than that. That's not bad, though. Third, uh, what a tragedy. I mean, 30 is not bad. of but... the Rugrats movie. That is a little bit shocking. This is not, I this just, is not all Disney. This is just this is just animated yeah, movies. Yeah, all animated. I feel like probably yeah, yeah. the most of the top thirty is probably dominated by Disney, though. So number thirty means it was a low performer by Disney standards, right? Like yeah, like you above that. I mean, you have that. like DreamWorks ones like Shrek and stuff, probably that are in there. Yeah, probably oh, Shrek. Shrek. Oh, you know what? This might be pure like 2d animation okay shrek mm. isn't even on here and that does not compute in my brain no shrek is the first animated best picture winner at the oscars yeah there's no way this list. is like not a we're not looking at a complete list here oh like no 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 so so if we're including movies it's, like that, shrek then emperor's new group is even is lower, lower. Yeah, it's, lower. Than yes. it's way lower <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna tell me Home on the Range made more money than it the original last 2D animated Disney movie before they 
fucking wanted to go out on a higher note with Princess and the Frog. You know that movie stars Roseanne Barr? Really? Home really? on the Range. Yes. That oh, it's on well. this list. Yeah, <laughs> number, of course. Number 35. Okay, so then Emperor's New Group definitely <laughs> not a higher nerd. Yeah. It's that fucking close. <laughs> also, oh, oh I wanted God. to circle back, Fallout, because you said you love Mean Girls. So obviously, oh, yeah. you'll, I'm going to have you back on this podcast when we cover Mean Girls 2, the straight-to-TV oh ABC yeah. Family sequel to God, Mean Girls. That can't be good. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> it's not good. good. Is Tina Fey involved? She can't be, right? No, there's no fucking way <laughs> Tina Fey's involved with no, that movie. No. Are you kidding me? Tap down on that. Yeah, uh, she said, no, I'm going to go ahead and be famous and not work on Mean <laughs> Girls too. Thank you. I think she's probably, I think Tina Fey was involved with Mean Girls, the Broadway musical, though. So there is oh, a, a musical version of it. Yeah. So I have heard. You guys. Um, I'm not a big fan of those musicals that are just movie adaptations they make a lot of those lately i don't fucking like it yeah no No. what do i fucking like i've ever like i've been to i've been to one broadway musical ever like (laughs) fallout lived in new york clearly a guy who was going to broadway musicals every night of the week hey i saw book of mormon Oh, oh, that's pretty that cool. Was really good. It was one of the yeah, best. So good. Production. I've seen that's one of the three yes. in that. Yes. Yeah. I love Man, Broadway Jesus. musicals. Give me all the Broadway movies, all of them. Yeah. All I, of them. I, I I want to see more Broadway musicals, but obviously, unless you live in the city, it's a very expensive fucking. Can't really. Even if you live in the yeah, city, you can't really it's not get like there easily. You do it every day, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. We're, it's a it's a little bit of a of a jog for us to uh, see one. I saw Spam a lot when we traveled there for show choir. That's it. I would love to see like fucking Hades Town or Book of Mormon would have been amazing because the songs in Book of Mormon all rip hard. They're so oh, catchy. So They're fun. really good. I'll so listen good. to yeah. the soundtrack. No joke. Like absolutely it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, um. Okay. Wait. Kyle, we need your history with Emperor's Oh yes, Group. my history. Same. I I mean I love this movie as a as a kid. Like so funny. We've already covered that, but I rewatched it just for I mean, I didn't really feel like I needed to rewatch this like this one for this episode, but I just wanted to watch it again because it's a great movie. And I was my I had a little epiphany rewatching it, just seeing how much I felt like it shaped my like humor going forward in general as like a high schooler and like into college because there was all these like little jokes that I realized I've made a bunch like like when when uh Cusco and is tied to the to the big log and they're about to go over the waterfall and he's like let me guess there's a giant waterfall yep and <laughs> sharp rocks at the bottom most likely most likely bring it on or no he says he says or wait he says he says I hate you at some point and that's what I'm trying to think of. I think I have the scene wrong. But essentially, at definitely one point, have the wrong scene. Yeah, it's when he's tied to the you log, the and story. they're like the the log cracks before they fall, and then he yes. goes, "I hate you," and then falls. And I just remember saying, "I hate you" all the time. Like this is like a Carol High School thing. Like I think you just had anger issues, is what you're describing no, yeah, right now. True. <laughs> but like in in like joke with like friends all throughout. You know, like if you if someone did something stupid to you, just under your breath say, "I hate you." And like I think it came from that movie. And there was just so much like I feel like scene after scene where little bits happened. I was like, "Oh man, that I feel like that really shaped me." I think about that when I watch SpongeBob over again as well. Is SpongeBob in this movie? I guess put those together, and that's my humor. 
I'm not sure I agree because I think both those things are funny, but yeah, okay, absolutely. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> now's where you whisper, I hate you. I hate it. See if yeah. it all come back together. Um, <laughs> all right, well, good i think we've sufficiently prepared kyle i think it's yeah, time i think let's say. pop it in let's pop it in all right we did it <laughs> now begins the breakdown of we got a normal castle intro with some groovy music underneath it right mm-hmm. um and it says long ago somewhere deep in the jungle again uh, there is a cheesy explosion that goes off in a diner, and Kronk comes in narrating his life, uh, explaining the, that he's down, but life wasn't always bad, so he's going to take us back to a better time. It's it, very. It's, I took a note. This early in the movie, I'm already just not into Kronk being the main character of a movie. I'm just yeah. It's not like very quick where it. you're like, oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it starts know, off with the narration thing, like the original does with Cusco. You yeah, know, showing mm. the him as a llama surrounded by the rain, and he's narrating over it. But it just doesn't like they do this movie in the same style as the first one with the narration and stuff but i just feel like that aspect doesn't work for it and so it's yeah it's immediately you're like oh i don't know about this don't know about it don't it's just it's incredibly clear that it's a kind of a bad idea because Kronk is not a character that has a compelling issue that needs changed. Mm-hmm. He does not a, dy- a dynamic character by default, right? Like he's not like Cusco. Cusco's a piece of shit. He needs to learn to be a good person. <laughs> Kronk's just stupid. And he's just gonna stay stupid <laughs> that and like kind that's it. I that's don't know fun. how far ahead y'all wanna jump or, or whatever, but like <laughs> Yeah, part of the thing was that Cusco in the first movie had a real big redemption arc. Man, it was huge. Yes, like yeah. he went from just a genuinely unlikable guy to a guy that actually gets a little heart, gets a little character, does the right thing, goes through like he changes dramatically. <laughs> Kronk is just Kronk. The only yes. time Kronk makes a mistake in the movie is when he's kind of like oblivious to make, like he's just dumb. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's just, just dumb. Tricked. And it's just what yes. he's usually. He doesn't do yeah. anything maliciously. Like he doesn't, because there's no room to grow. He's always a good guy. He, yes. just, he just does the wrong thing by mistake or he doesn't think it through. <laughs> he just immediately corrects whatever problem there is. There's yeah. no real. No. Growth. Correct. So, but. We digress. I have it's to say, a, I have to say, we've said a lot of negative things so far about this. I yeah. just have to say, yeah. I laughed a lot during this movie, and so oh. <laughs> I don't think our opinions are going to be that different. Other than, I think that <laughs> it's a movie you have to be in the right mood for, and I was definitely in the right mood to watch it, and just a lot of the jokes hit really hard for me. So I just got to get that out there that I'm just going to be laughing a bunch. All right. I think I was not in the right mood to watch this movie because it is our, as we've alluded in our last two episodes, it is our third recording in five days. So these fucking movies have been like stacked on top of each other. These straight to oh yeah uh, TV movies. It's a lot of additional animated movies to have to watch when you already have to watch other animated movies. It's been a record kid. podcast. Yeah, next day, watch true. movie. <laughs> next day, record podcast. Next yes. day, yeah, watch let me, movie. Let me tell you, how, how family-friendly is this show, by the way? Oh, no, you Not. can say whatever you want. It doesn't okay, matter. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I, if you're going to talk about the right mood to be in for this movie, <laughs> I would say this movie for me would be one of two moods. Mood number one, 
is just I just took way too many gummies and I'm on the couch and yeah. I just can't move. <laughs> and like I look up and it's like, oh, the movie's on. Well, I can't reach for the remote. And like it's fine. Like I want to laugh, so it's not bad. But like, would it be my first pick? No. But like, I'm just gonna lay here. I'll let it play. And mood number two would be we're like hour five into a nine hour road trip with children in a minivan and it's like fucking put something on in the dvd player that plays on the little tv behind my chair you just sure Kronk's new groove how long is that like an hour 20 okay just fucking put it on we're almost in delaware like just put it on for the children yeah it's got a movie on two moods for me to watch that movie yeah that's fair i think that's fair um okay it cuts to it says earlier that same day we get the title cards it says emperor's new groove 2 that gets wiped away to say kronk's new groove uh we see kronk is working at uh, the diner from the first movie making some truly disgusting looking food that is another reason i think this is a good movie for you paul because you're a food lover you are a definite food enthusiast you don't think the, the fucking... those pill bugs that they crack open in the yeah, first movie they... look delicious they're not even he's putting like a garbage pile of hash into a pizza box. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like he's making pizza. He's just like frying up a big stir fry of shit and throwing yeah. it in a box. Like, I get it. They're in the jungle. You're not going to be having like filet mignon or nothing. But like, half the food was like, oh, just put these bugs into a box. And it's like, oh, come on, man. We can do a little better than that. I guess it's exactly what I would expect from a big boy in the jungle, right? Because that's what it's supposed to be, is like yeah. a big boy like with well, the Kronk mascot. Well, made spinach puffs in the first movie. Like. Yes. Yeah, he was a fine, he was making like fine foods, like good looking yes. stuff. He makes high quality cuisine, Kronk yeah, exactly. does. Okay, exactly. not whatever this, literally just throwing everything yeah, onto the grill. Box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, is this, but apparently it, uh, it's delicious. Is this the oh, stuff that he's making for the nursing home later? Because I love that part when they serves him yeah, like yeah. mystery meat. Is it the same stuff? Like, oh, it might, oh, he, it might be. Is he making be. that to take no, 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 it to no, no, the no. nursing he's, home? Because he's making deliveries through town mm-hmm. with the boxes that he filled, and then his final stop <laughs> okay. is the mystery meat at the <laughs> so nursing home. So it's not home. specifically. Right. So, so he's home. he's dishing out <laughs> pill bugs left and right. Yes. Um, the, the food must be delicious because the scent of it spreads through town. Everyone gathers around to enjoy to eat it. We get song number one, True to Your Groove is the song. I thought it was fine sounding. I didn't look up who sings it. That's a mistake on my part. I should have looked it up. Um, I didn't look it up either. I thought it was a good song, Bieber. honestly. I thought it was yeah. I, pretty, I thought it was good. fun. But I thought it was weird that, like, there's already a narrator singer in Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. and this is a different narrator singer. Yeah, I thought just they, like just they just wanted just, like, to add gender swap yeah, it. And they could have put that same guy in. That probably would have been better. But I was just yeah, I was like, oh, it's another yeah, one of these. I just was like, like why did small... they change it? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I guess because it's a it's female totally singer, so they needed a female. I know character, right? Yeah, but why did they need? I get. I guess. I guess. I just didn't know why they even needed a female singer. It's not like the main character changed gender as well. Not that I listen. You make a female singer. I don't give a shit. I was just like, hmm. what are the odds that there's these two singers people that look hmm. the same? Usually, if they're gonna make a change like that, it's like, oh, in this movie, it's 
Cusco's daughter, so we'll make it the girl singer. <laughs> like that's how Disney usually operates. So I'm just... surprised that that was the first thing, the first and only thing that I noticed during the intro song. I was like, wow, they are singing a lot of exposition right now. This is like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. less of a song and like yeah. more of like we're going to describe everything to set up the story through this song. I was like, wow, this is a mm-hmm. lot of exposition. <laughs> yep, they are. They love to just throw that exposition out early it, in these dude, And they're like, like here's your... singing the narration at me here, bro. Yeah. And they're like, here's your moral. Be, like, true to your groove. Which Be true they... to your groove. Yeah, sort and then he immediately the end, but... becomes not true to his groove. Which is like, Kronk, are you even bro. listening to yeah. the opening song here, bro? <laughs> bro, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. Turn uh-huh. your brain on, Kronk. All right, well... The song ends, Cusco cuts in. He explains what he's up to and how this is Kronk's movie, so he won't really be in it, which is a weird moment that seems like they just got David Spade to show up and riff a little bit, and they just mm-hmm. cut that into the movie. Because this movie thought, does yeah. have the entire voice cast from the first movie comes back. This is the yes, first is crazy. I, I was straight to video sequel where they got every cast member back. I was amazed. So I, was, I watched the movie with... Uh, my fiance Anno and um we were just talking about the voice talents and I was just thinking to myself I was like wow they got someone who really sounded like David Spade because like <laughs> normally when you watch Disney movies you get the A talent for the mm-hmm. for the original and then when you do the sequel you're not going to bring Robin Williams back for Aladdin 2 whatever you sound you get somebody who sounds kind of vaguely like Robin right you, you don't get Dan bring Castellaneta yeah <laughs> like uh what's his name Pacho was voiced by John Goodman who yeah. probably is not cheap right so like bringing the people back for the the DVD sequel I was like okay there's no way that they brought back <laughs> I'm on the IMDb page yeah yeah, only, like John they're Goodman. All back. Yeah, for like they're what, all two? They're, they're all here. Eartha Kitt is <laughs> in this too. Yeah, <laughs> they're all here. <laughs> the fuck? It's crazy. I know. Uh, what the hell? Yes, I feel like this Cusco scene is just them managing audience expectations or something. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. like, like hey, kids know they want, They know the kids want to see Cusco, and he's like, I'm not gonna fucking be in it. Okay, so just temper <laughs> and yourself. then he still shows up a couple times. Yes, Which they're does. like, yeah, for like it's minute, supposed to be yeah, a fun yeah. surprise, I guess. But yeah, it's like definitely to set expectations. But you guys just reminded me. It's we're recording this on a Monday night, and I'm missing Bachelor in Paradise, who which oh is hosted God. this season by David Spade. I'm missing what, David what Spade is, what is in action what, right what now. Is that? Kyle <laughs> is obsessed with the Bachelor franchise. The Bachelor, the, the Bachelorette. Oh, oh yeah, we watched reality, all of this. The house. Bachelor. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. <laughs> David Spade's hosting the season, and is this is really? yeah. Why? It's, yeah. Why? Well, their their main host got it basically like fired. He went on a talk show. Long story short, he said some racist stuff, and he's oh, out. Say so, less, bro. So yeah. yeah. So he <laughs> he. Uh, I thought he uh, he he defended someone else's racist stuff. Right? Wasn't that what it yeah. was? Not that he said racist stuff. <laughs> yes, he went on a he went on a talk show with with uh, one of the bad previous bachelorette, bachelorettes, which was Rachel. Uh, she was like the first batch uh, black black bachelorette. <laughs> um, he went on her talk show and and was defending uh, one of the. The, the contestants who had gone to a plantation party like she went to a plantation party <laughs> in 2018 oh, what what is that it's where you it's dress up what it sounds that, like is that, is that <laughs> you dress up in colonial stuff right it's why would you do that right like why would you call it that or an antebellum party i think is what they called it bad right <laughs> like 
Ooh, like yeah. bad. So they were like, hey, what do you think about it? And he was like, I don't know. It happened in 2018. You know, that was so long ago. And they're <laughs> it's like, it's three years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> Bro, that's three years ago. And he was like, what do you think? And he was like, really? It's so long ago. It wasn't a good look because he like tried to like take over this interview with this black woman and it was not a good look. He took a break and then eventually they're like, yeah, we just, it's time. Like call in David Spade, bro. Yeah. Bring in David Spade. And the first episode (laughs) with them on bachelor in paradise was actually hilarious. He's, he's the perfect mix of actually doing his like host job, but then just like, rooting you in reality and being like yeah welcome to the place where everybody makes out kind of thing and like yes it's Fair. one of the one of the contestants walk up to him like as they're entering the island and they're like hey dave and he goes oh it's dave now okay <laughs> and then they show her interview and she's like i can't believe dave Chappelle's here <laughs> that's oh awesome God. yeah and Here's she's like thing. that was his I name right that- and they're like, I think yeah. they've uh, they've made wow. a huge miscalculation because how are any of the bachelor dudes supposed to get with the chicks when they all just want to fuck David Spade? <laughs> no, obviously, we <I>, <laughs> got no chance to compete with Spade. Uh, Do you remember uh, earlier yeah. we were warming up audio, and I was confused as how this podcast could be two hours long? I, I yeah. get it now. Oh, you get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I get it. I get it. How it's happening? Um, yeah, we we go off a bit every now and then. But okay, so back in the movie, Kronk, uh, he's having a great time working at his diner when Pacha and his family show up to eat, uh, which is just like a device for Kronk to explain how his life has changed and he's good now. Uh, he gives Pacha his change from yesterday saying, what's right is right, otherwise it'd be wrong, which I only took note of because I assumed it would be like a theme of the movie that comes into play. Uh, they propose a toast to Kronk for him to be happy until the day he dies. And then at this moment, an urgent llamagram arrives and it looks like death for a second, which is kind of funny. It's great. Uh, I then, thought it was a hash slinging slasher. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, Kronk I love this. He, he like flashes his like delivery boy, like permissions yes left. this oh, is like I the was first so happy with that scene yeah <laughs> were you happy for the reason i was happy the numbers i don't know what he's talking about no what? oh dude yeah haven't you seen that haven't you seen that meme like all over twitter no no this the meme? license to be horny on main bro uh, no, if you I google don't. that right now the, there's a meme that's all over twitter of where people are like oh, don't worry. it's a license yeah it's a license to be horny on main google that right now <laughs> So if like you ever see a Twitter thread where someone's being way too thirsty yep, for any okay, picture, oh my gosh, just come right back and be like, ah, license to be horny, I made it. So it's like that scene with Kronk <laughs> holding that license up. So you and, did the uh, uh, Megan, you did the Leonardo DiCaprio. What? Oh, good. Well, I was on mute. Great. <laughs> you did the uh, <laughs> you did the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you point at the screen while yeah, drinking yeah, I did. Happened, right? you I, like, oh, I never knew where that came from I, I couldn't remember it in the original movie I was like yeah oh, it's weird that in the original movie it's literally movie. those words licensed to be horny on main yeah, is what the card that's says that's very that's, weird it's yeah, very weird one of those the jokes it's, for the adults you know yeah it's really weird when Kronk pulls out that same card during when he's leading the little boy scouts the the chipmunk scouts later and shows it to them that was really weird i thought it took a really dark turn oh, geez. oh summer camp uh, the Guys, card does say it. oh go ahead 
God damn it. I'm just trying to blow through this fucking movie. What, what are you going to say? What's well, the, the card, card say? The reason I brought up the card is just because it's like the first of like some modern day references. Um, mm-hmm. And because they have like Delivery Boy logo by permission of Delivery Boy local 8675309. And I was like, oh, I know those numbers. <laughs> and then I don't know. It's a song. So. I know. I, yeah. Had to, yeah, there you go. I knew the song, but I don't. I still don't know what the numbers look, mean in the song. Other than it's a song, so that's call him, the call number. That's the number of the girl that right. he got. He that got Jenny's call. number, or uh, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, um, which is weird that you can make a song that's a real phone number, right? Shouldn't it be illegal? It should be illegal. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have the area code on it, right? It doesn't yeah, but, matter. But, but like if any, you, if I dial eight six seven five three zero nine right now, it's gonna call someone in my area code, right? Like, right, right. yeah. I wonder if you could. I wonder who has it. Just text it sucks. Them. They probably hate the fucking. They probably just yeah, they now. probably hate it. They just don't give that number out. Obviously, like if you are a, a phone carrier, you don't give that fucking number because that's a nightmare. You don't. Um, okay. Well, the llamagram arrives. Kronk reads it. He runs in uh, to the kitchen because um, he's distressed by it. And this is. I feel like this is the movie starts doing like. There's a lot of jokes in this that feel like lesser reworks of jokes from the first movie. Mm -hmm. And he gives like a a fantasy plan where he like lays out his whole plan really quickly and it shows like an animated like version of how it would work. He's like, I'll dig a tunnel under the diner and I'll disappear or whatever. It's very similar to Yzma's, I'll put that flea in a box, I'll put that box in another box and when it arrives, Mm -hmm. I'll smash it with a hammer bit or whatever. Yep, right. Um, Yeah, and then like the angel and devil show up and it's like the same exact joke of calling where the devil's calling the angel out for dressing femininely or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like those are the jokes that were irking me when we were just redoing I think the jokes digging that were already one done well. with the spoon and then he mm-hmm. like gets through it and then he's like all right first step grab a spoon oh no we're out of spoons it's all falling apart yeah. and they and like <laughs> I thought that was funny and then it was like it was around this moment where it was clear to me that this movie is like really dumb and like I think that's <laughs> yes. why I enjoyed the rest of it is because I just kept thinking, man, that is so dumb. I think it's like cronked dumb energy they put into the movie to make it like all dumb. I don't know. Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, he reveals to the waitress that the letter says that his dad, Poppy, is coming for a visit. Uh, and he's Bobby. been lying to him about having like a wife and kids and a house on the hill. He's like, I used to have those things, but I lost them. Um, and then he does like a little flashback just explaining about how his dad's a dick uh, and didn't like that he cooked or whatever. It's like, I don't know why his dad, his dad just wants him to make money to buy a house. Being a chef, you make money. The, the fuck does his dad But his dad gives him it? the cold shoulder, the frenzied eyebrow, yeah. the, dr- the grimace of doom, the sneer of despair, <laughs> the crippling wince of guilt, the scowl of impending wrath, and worst of all, the nostril flare of total rede- rejection. Mm-hmm. Which I don't really get the nostril flare thing, but I don't think I've ever had someone flare their nostrils in yeah. rejection. No, I guess it'd be pretty when I said, "Hey, do you want to be on my podcast?" And then I <laughs> just sent me a picture of it. his nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, then we go back to flat. This movie's like Inception in its layers because this whole thing is a flashback yeah. right now. So that was a flashback within a flashback. There's so many so layers. Maybe, it is like yeah. Yeah, it's it, 
it's what it feels like the movies we watched that are episodes crammed into it, together for it a movie. Absolutely, I think it is. I really think that this we just don't know because I couldn't find anything yeah. about there being episodes Neither of Kronk's backstory, and it feels more connected than the other ones we've watched. It actually feels like there was a thought they had two ideas. He's got to go to Squirrel Camp or yes. Camp Chickamauga, and he's got to. Uh, get back with Isma for a second, yes. or like fight Isma for. I something, feel like you know, what it and probably they... is like you said. There's no info on this fucking movie, yeah, on like <laughs> that I could find anywhere on its production. But I think what it probably was was maybe when they were developing Emperor's New School, which is the Cusco TV show. Maybe they had they were like pitching different ideas for Emperor's New Groove shows, mm-hmm. and all I can think is one of them was Kronk, and maybe they just got like a little bit into development and decided to rework it into a movie. Because they, they were just like kept, maybe getting like, pressure to make another movie. Ideas. Yeah, yeah, is what I think probably went down, or they decided like makes sense to me. Making Cusco a focus would be better for the show, so let's just take these couple episodes that we had, flesh them out a little bit, make it into a movie. Because uh, they really are just like two 30-minute episodes of TV shows that we're watching once yes. we get into now, which is where Kronk uh, starts to explain. He wants to flash back to the things that he mm-hmm. lost that he used to have, yeah. his house on a hill. And you got to mention his main goal. The main goal of this entire movie. Is to get a thumbs up is to get of approval a thumbs from Thumbs up from Poppy. And that's what, a what I was like. <laughs> this is so stupid, but I love it. That's exactly what Croc would want. All he would, I don't like, disagree yeah. that it's what Croc would want, but I do disagree that I want to spend an hour fucking watching him try to get it. I agree. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I just, just cracking uh, up. Is this movie really about him just needing a, fucking a thumbs, thumbs up. up from Poppy? And then, yes. It, this is when you know you shouldn't be making a sequel to a movie when... You're taking nothing from the, when you have to completely fabricate an entirely new mm-hmm. thing for the movie. Like we're taking a different character and we have to fabricate this whole new backstory we have to introduce about him and this want that has never been brought up in the first movie that makes no sense. <laughs> and that's our narrative thrust that you're supposed to care about. Like, I don't know. This movie is like if you tried to make a movie about just Groot. Like, that's it. <laughs> it's just a Groot movie. Uh, I would watch a Groot short all day long. I would watch I think a Kronk short, you know? I actually think they're making a Groot TV show on Disney Plus that's Good. coming out like 2023. So, fuck. Oh, well. Uh, um, all right. His story begins on a normal day making his deliveries, and he stops off at the old folks' home. Kronk bonds with the old folks. They love him, and they tip him so he can add money to his house fund. The main old dude is named, like, Rudy. He's the one who throws off the Emperor's groove in the in the first Yes, I movie. love that he oh, is returning. Yeah. Because yeah. I yes. love Beware that little the Emperor's man. groove! Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> as he's, like, talking with the old folks... Oh, I have to uh, mention the uh, the, the voice actor for Rudy, John Fieldler. Fieldler? There's a spef- special note in the Wikipedia... That he like died six months before the release of this movie, and so yeah, he's the voice oh. of Piglet in a bunch of oh. Winnie the Pooh stuff. Oh, yeah. cool! He passed away, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, he's in a lot of Disney stuff as a voice work. 
he didn't get to live to see his magnum opus, uh, Croc's his greatest group. performance. <laughs> they were like, uh, it's better that he didn't. So. Uh, he gets a lot of lines in this, though. I think he does. He good. does. He's got, he does I mean, job. he's fine in it. He's good. All the actors are obviously good in this. They're all fucking like A-list <laughs> talent. You know, yeah. nobody's like a dud. Uh, as this goes on, a mysterious telescope eyeball watches Kronk. And I think can somehow hear him, and that's just not scientifically accurate. Uh, and it's it's clearly Yzma, and then it's even more obvious as the telescope retracts, and we hear her laughter. Kronk uh, makes his way outside. He spots a gold coin on the ground, which he tries to pick up. It's tied to a string that gets pulled. Classic gag. We all had the fucking dollar on a string as totally. kids, right? <laughs> you had a lot of fun with that one. Um... <laughs> And he gets lured where, to where Yzma lives now, in like a tent in an alley. And she is a horrific half-cat, half-human yes. abomination. <laughs> I hate it so uh, much. At this point. It's just she's her with a big with tail. <laughs> well, bad. she I, ends the first movie as a cat. Right. And I guess she's figured was out unable a way. to make a potion to turn herself fully human? Of course, yeah. How, well, how would you be able to when you're a cat? I don't know. I, I mean, she made bars, all these potions yeah. to turn Cusco into a fucking llama or whatever. Like, well, she did that as a human, though. Now she's a cat. You know, right. no thumbs, so like... she can't measure the proportions properly. I need a movie <laughs> of Isma as a cat. You know, a mid cool and just what happened. You know, when she was she was at. I figure cat. in the writers' room it was like, well, you know, Isma, she she's up to her old tricks again, and then someone was like, but isn't she a cat now? Yeah, and then someone was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, <laughs> like, they, like maybe they tried to workshop that, it just didn't work. It's like, we'll just make her human. Well, she's How about like I beat the potion. shit out of you? Yeah. Yeah. Talk like, about this again. Well, you think anybody cares? Like, kind of wearing off. She's still a person. He's still kind of like a cat. Just, they won't care. They're like, this movie's for like seven year olds. They won't care. Yes, <laughs> like you just print it, bro. I, hey, they won't. My three year old likes this movie, so I don't think she gives a <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, she enlists Kronk's help for a new mission of helping people. She has it written on her hand, which I did think was funny. Time out. Yes? I, I genuinely laughed at that moment. Yeah, it's funny. Was, <laughs> this movie has rare hidden, like, it's just kind of like like average, typical Disney whatever. But then, like, yeah. every now and then there was, like, a hidden gem like that that literally made me laugh out loud so she yeah. like looks at her hand because she can't remember <laughs> the, the phrase people. she can't remember the phrase help others and it like yeah. she can't yeah. say it out loud <laughs> without needing like crib notes i thought that was hysterical it is funny i think it's like that this movie just throws so many pitches or so many balls at you it takes a million <laughs> swings and it gets like <laughs> four or five hits like four. you know yeah. most of them are like fine you're like you're not laughing but you're yeah, like oh yeah, i was laughing like, I get it. oh uh-huh. i was laughing i was yeah, the guy kyle was just in chuckling man <laughs> kyle just was performing surgery on himself in stitches <laughs> yeah. over here he was so funny uh, good well uh yeah, uh, he agrees and is taken to her new lair, which has a pretty dope water slide entrance. Did she show um, her leg yet? Did you? Did that happen yet? <laughs> oh, I don't oh, remember. She, I didn't she did it at some point. Yeah, yeah. early on. I don't I remember, remember when. Why. I think that's down in the lair when she's going to lift up, maybe to, I don't know, get the key to open up the cabinet where the Secret uh, of maybe. Life potions are. Maybe she does maybe. do it. And it is a classic callback bit. She, her gross leg um, yes because right, she exposes right. her leg and it's got all these veins on it and what's that my pager's going off oh <laughs> beep 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 
beep, it's beep, Dr. Beep. Davidson's diagnosis. It's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. What's wrong with them? And those veins just look a lot like varicose veins. I think you've probably, you guys, most people have heard of varicose veins. I think anybody, you don't have to be a doctor to really see her leg and say those are probably mm-hmm. varicose veins. But um, she's she's really old. And as you get older, some of those veins get a lot of uh, blood backed up into them. And they stretch and they are, can be very painful. And so um, uh there are so just a couple therapies that are kind of cool. You can just take them out for the big ones called a phlebectomy or for medium-sized ones, you can do sclerotherapy, which you inject something into the vein that sclerosis it down and turns it into scar tissue. And then mm. for small ve- veins, you can do laser therapy. So I think that she could use a visit to the vein clinic for her legs if it bothers her. If it doesn't, it, these are mostly cosmetic issues, but she may be happy with her vein, veiny legs. I don't know. I guess she's she's proudly showing him off. I guess so. Listen, how old is Isma? All right, so old. the fact that yeah, she is pr- living it. proof that dinosaurs exist. Exist, right? yes, she is. Um, but that's my diagnosis, and that's it. Unless you guys have any questions about varicose veins, I don't. I will <laughs> no. pitch this: varicose veins. More like very gross veins. Ooh. Am I right? <laughs> nice. That's what I say to <laughs> patients. Yeah. Oh, you got very <laughs> gross veins. What do you think of this, Doc? Oh, very gross. Also, I'd like to pitch a flubectomy is what I called it when I threw flubber on VHS away. <laughs> Why would you throw that away, though? Well, because I obviously bought the Blu-ray DVD combo oh, pack. Oh, got so it, got it. VHS okay. copy anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. Dr. Davidson's diagnosis. Boom. Okay. We're back to normal. Um, so she reveals basically what she has made is an elixir of life, which the old people were talking about wanting because they're old and that's, you know, they're, they want to be young again. Makes sense. I did laugh when she said fountain of youth in a bottle, regular and diet. I just thought that was funny. Yes, just <laughs> great. Another <laughs> another pitch thrown in this yes. home run derby game that, yeah, yeah I don't know. Um <laughs> She wants Kronk to be the one to help her sell to the old folks because she knows that they fucking trust him. Um, and he doesn't want to charge them, but she manipulates him by bringing up his dream of getting a thumbs up from Poppy, which we can all relate to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he turns back and agrees. And so begins song number two, which I think is called Feel Like a Million. Maybe. I'm milking like- the Milky Way, maybe, or feeling a million. I don't know. I don't know. That's the one lyric I wrote down was I'm milking. I like the song. I thought Eartha Kitt was, I love Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt's great. She's a famous singer. She's a great performer. She she did really well. I was surprised they got her to do a fucking song in this because she doesn't sing in the first one. Yeah. Is she not? I don't think anybody sings in the first one. There's no musical numbers. All of it is just, the only singing is like that narrator who sings for Cusco. It's like, which I think is supposed to be diegetic singing. It's supposed to be in the world, right? Like, yeah, uh-huh. like he's right, he's right. a singer, so I guess he's the yes. character singing. But yeah, yeah that, but it's not it's... like a musical number where they're not addressing that it's singing. This is an actual musical number, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's my favorite one in this. I mean, there's not a whole lot of options, but no, I think it's but this one's really great. Great song. I'm gonna yeah, need it's a to... fun villain song. Not I bad. Had fun. Yeah, yeah, and I love the line. I'm milking the Milky Way as she's saying she's about to like sell all this snake oil essentially to these people mm-hmm. to try and get their money. I they I thought it was. Great lyrics, and it was like, wow, this is pretty, pretty top tier. 
I love Way it. Way to go, Eartha. You did it. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, it's basically, it's mostly her convincing Kronk to help and telling the old people they'll feel like a million bucks or whatever when it's all done. Uh, Kronk goes along with the selling, and it's a big hit. All the old folks claim to feel better. It's obviously a scam, though. And mm-hmm. So we see Yzma in the sewer by herself bottling, like, random slime from the sewer. <laughs> from, just, like, a pipe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like sewage nuclear waste. See, I thought that we were going to get into... I was. I didn't know the structure of the Kronk movie, which, like, yeah, later same. is like, oh, they just, like, crammed these short stories into <laughs> yeah. a movie. Yes. I thought we were going to dive down some rabbit hole where she was concocting, like, new potion... Like mm-hmm. she was going to turn, I was like, oh, the old people are going to turn into like animals. Cause that's like the vibe of mm-hmm. Ember's new groove. A bunch of like yeah. animal potion. I was like, I can't wait to see what happens and who turns into what. And then she was like, uh, can I go I'm home? I got slime from a, a pipe. Cow. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, like, are they going to get like, <laughs> such a they're all going to get dysentery and shit <laughs> yeah, themselves to bad. It's like, are they going to get lupus or something? Like, <laughs> what's the, no, they're just going to the get list? addicted. There's a huge leprosy outbreak uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that happens. Um, and then, okay, so Cusco cuts in on this, right? And he explains all this information that we've already gathered and then even makes a joke about how it's obvious what he just explained, which is just like, why even include this information if it's obvious? But then he zooms in on Yzma's armpit hair, which is kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, ah. Uh, okay, humor, right? so this scene, though... I couldn't help but think about how this is a Cusco cutaway in a solo Yzma scene that exists in Kronk's memory within a memory (laughs) that he is telling. Whenever I'm watching a movie where it is supposed to be someone telling a story, I just picture that person, Kronk, is like talking to the waitress like and so then Yzma was down alone and Cusco cut in like what the fuck is he saying oh, where's Cusco he's, he's explaining he's, let me let Cusco explain yes. to you oh man what was and that? then he I zooms in on Yzma's carpet yeah, our that bear. is wow I, I'm trying to remember if this is from Dragon Ball Z abridged there's something I can't remember there was some throwaway joke in some parody like that where they're talking about like through a flashback and like mm-hmm. when the flashback is like over or when they're trying to catch up, some character says something like, how'd you know about the parts you weren't there for? Like, I, <laughs> I can't remember what that's from, but like I, every time something like that happens, I think of that quote. I need to remember where that's from. It'll come there's, to me at like 2 a.m. But There's a similar joke in a 30 Rock episode where uh, Tina Fey is telling a story about like finding her roommates like. I don't know, old underwear on the couch that he didn't wash or something. And then when she's looking under the couch, she finds a Pop-Tart and takes a bite. And she, when it cuts back out of the flashback, she's like, I don't know why I told you about the Pop-Tart. And I just think it's really funny that she <laughs> acknowledged her bringing it up. Um, okay. Uh, so back with Kronk and Yzma, their business is thriving. He has tons of money for his fund. He just needs a home location. Luckily, the old folks are selling their home because they need to buy more potion. Uh, and he, like an idiot, <laughs> takes them up on it and like, demolishes, oh, yeah, sure. their, Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> demolishes their old folks' home to put a giant mansion on and says his classic Kronk, oh, yeah, it's all coming it's all, together. It's all coming together. <laughs> I love I love how the his house slams down over yes. the nursing home basically be- yeah. just like how in, in the original Cusco slams his slams water park his- on top mm. so it but this yeah it's yeah. it's great it's cool 
It's all coming together, Kyle. It's all You're coming together. It up the worlds. And then I we get a little commercial break fade, I guess. Yeah. More evidence that this was written as a TV show episode. <laughs> Whenever you get a fucking commercial <laughs> yeah. break Classic. fade out. Yeah. For a, for a v- DVD um, release movie. Yes. Um, we fade back to Kronk, living the high life in his mansion, uh, overdubbed with a letter to his father about a success. He gets visited by Rudy, who has no clothes because he sold them to buy more serum which I guess is probably a reference to the original Emperor's New Clothes fable, right? Like, the thing that Emperor's New Groove is based on what? is yeah. the fable Emperor's New Clothes, which is like the Emperor is naked, and it's like yeah. a, him being a fool or whatever. So I, I feel did like... I not know that. There, that. Yeah, yeah there cool. could be a connection there. I didn't think that when I watched it, but it could be. I think it's big brain writers on this one. Maybe. Yeah. Big, huge brain there. Huge brain. Uh, Wrinkled. Oh, the wrinkles on these guys. You need a pretty high IQ to understand Kronk's new groove. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You should, that, that is a good Disney wiki comment. Just go ahead and add that in as a fun fact. (laughs) You need a pretty big IQ to understand Kronk's new groove. Mainly people who watch like Rick and Morty, they're on an intellectual level to understand Uh, Kronk's new groove. I can't keep up with those people. That's why I've never seen nobody can. Yeah. (laughs) I, most of them work at NASA. Most of the people who watch Rick and Morty, um, Rick and Morty has got to be the show that I most hate that I like because the fan base is so (laughs) insufferable. It's like the going from liking Rick and Morty to absolutely loving Rick and Morty. Like, I have more in common with somebody who hates the show than with someone who loves it, I feel like. I can have a easier conversation with that person. And I can't believe how popular the show is when it has the worst release schedule of any fucking show I've ever seen in my life. It's like once every two years they release four episodes. It's they like, build the that fuck? high. They build that high. It's like Sherlock, you know, with Benedict yes. Cumberbatch. And they like back, release back. like three episodes and, you know, but those yeah. are like mini movies, so. It's, all right. We got, we got, guys, we got to get through this fantastic movie. Through. Okay. Um, he, Rudy reveals that he and the other old folks are flat broke and asks if he can get some help. Kronk gives him a bottle for free and Rudy does a very topical Lord of the Rings Gollum impersonation. I was I so guess, caught off guard. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> can they, are they allowed to do this? Like, <laughs> this is like, this is really blatant. Like, they're Disney. If you challenge them, they're just going to fucking buy Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which is, um, I guess this is two years after Lord of the Rings is done. If this came out in 2005. So I think you're still right on the cusp of where you can maybe make that joke. And it's hacky, but you're not like, why the fuck are you still making Lord of the Rings jokes? Yeah, I mean, like watching it now, I was so (laughs) caught off guard. But I was just like, what? Why? And then I was just laughing because I thought it was hilarious. Like, it just... (laughs) It's just funny. It's, uh, it is what it is. I have the same energy. I just realized I have the same energy for loving this mm-hmm. movie as I have for Big Trouble Little China. Oh, but that where, movie is actually probably good. I still haven't rewatched it recently. It's. I mean, it's better than this one. Um, but it's like they make jokes in that yes. one that are dumb, and I love the dumb stupidness of it. And so I think that. I think that this movie, yeah, this, I have the same energy of why I love that movie as, as this movie. So hot news break co-creator of stupid destiny machinima series finds dumb humor funny (laughs) 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 to no one's surprise. Yes. Uh, well, Kronk, uh, sees that something's up because of his weird behavior. 
Um, and, uh, and the angel on his shoulder helps him see the scam that's going on. Kronk feels guilty and explains and apologizes to Rudy, who is forgiving about this bad news that he has not de-aged, which should have been very clear from the onset of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the he reveals that the people are about to elect Yzma emperor. And I did like the <laughs> yes. line or, that somebody has where he's like, is that, I didn't know that was an elected position. I didn't know position. that was an elected position. <laughs> like, it's it's so funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, um, Kronk and Rudy run to interrupt Yzma campaign. Yzma's campaign speech and reveal the scam to the crowd. Yzma makes a run for it and then is chased down by all the old folks mm-hmm. who are like they're chasing all naked. her on like skateboards. Surf, and, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Surf, skateboards and stuff like that. And they're all yes. naked. They all have like the barrels around them because they've all because sold, they their sold all their clothes. Yeah, for this stuff, of course. Which is just uh, great. Yeah, and I was much like Fallout. I didn't know that this was going to be like a multi-story TV show style thing. So I was like, "How the fuck is this happening right now?" <laughs> I know. I was, yeah, like, I turned. I was to like, Anno, "This has got to be like, the end, right?" We, we paused, I literally yeah. turned to Anno, and I was like, "Wow, this movie's wrapping up quick." The credits are super long. We paused <laughs> it for like one second or something for Cash to go to the bathroom or something, and like I was surprised to see how much movie was left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Oh, no. This is, I had a, I had like a nervous sweats when I realized because like I told you, Faller, like we talked, a lot of these movies are just TV show episodes for mm-hmm. shows that failed yeah. or, yeah, and they just slapped three of them together. Yes. So, and those are the worst ones. Oh, they're so bad. So I was like, oh no, when this is wrapping up, I was like, oh God, am I going to sit through two really bad Kronk stories? Because it's the worst when it catches you by surprise, you know? (laughs) Yes. Tarzan and Jane, I think, caught us by surprise. We didn't know it was going to be. Yeah, big time. Is that bad? Oh, that was a piece of shit. Don't so watch bad? the second oh, worst one we've reviewed. It's so I was going to say, yeah, Tarzan and Jane is the second worst movie we've covered on this podcast. It really took Whoa, us... What's the, what's the worst? Beauty and the Beast Bell's Magical World is the worst. Really? Same style. It, it's it's the same style of three episodes, but it's like a show that three never episodes. got... They made three episodes and they were like, this sucks. We're not going to release <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> what what so tips it Frankenstein over? it into a hot dog. Yeah. Like when so... you get the scraps off the cutting room floor. Yeah. And, well, we and, can make a hot dog out of and it. Be, and because it's like <laughs> pre-digital... It's like really bad animation. It's hard to it's watch. Like it's drawn really? at like it it's like eight eyes. frames a second. You're like miserable. Oh god! It's like wow. you're blinking okay. while well, watching I, it. It's, if I yeah. see it, I, I need to. I need to watch it now. You do well, and it's oh, and here's the thing to relitigate this movie because you know we want to wrap this up in about two hours, sure, like sure, we said. Sure. Right, um, right. Beauty and the Beast. It takes place in the middle of Beauty and the Beast, right? Because Beauty and the Beast ends with the Beast turning yes. human, mm-hmm. so you can't. Both of the Beauty and the Beast yes. animated sequels are midquels and because of that the tv show has to have positioned the beast as both the romantic lead and the antagonist of the show at the same time (laughs) and they really just lean on antagonist the whole time so it tips it over as the worst for me personally and for us is because the beast is just totally unredeemable afterwards and after watching it you just end up watching the original Beauty and the Beast and rooting for Gaston. Like, that's how yeah. bad it is. Like, it's just so. Okay. I'll have awful. to check on that later. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry for that interruption. Please. Oh, continue. it's great. I love that. And I'll, I'll take any chance to shit on that movie. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, all right. So, um, oh, Jesus, where the hell was I? Uh, uh, Tony she Hawk makes a run just, for it. Uh, She's being chased. Through, right, right, yes, right, yes, right, yes. right. Uh, they eventually get her, like, on a bridge um where she's backing up and i did like the joke where she's like stay back or i'll jump and then she's like another, that's right? that doesn't yeah. well, i don't know about <laughs> another that. moment that i laughed out loud for wait that can't that can't be right yeah yes. that line uh, so um, good. and this is when the old folks kind of realize that even if isma's potion didn't work they did a great job chasing her down and they say you know what we're as young as we feel mm-hmm. but then i guess they still want to kick her ass i really wasn't like <laughs> I don't know, really, because because that does that's not where it ends, right? Like it's not like they realize that and they're like, no harm, no foul, right? Because then because then she is forced in order to force them to back off, she pulls out like her last secret safety net potion, which will make it so they couldn't possibly lay a finger on her, mm-hmm. and she turns herself into like a super adorable cuddly bunny rabbit. Yes, um, and then an eagle like flies up and fucking grabs her. <laughs> I... <laughs> Like, I can't describe the noise that I made when that happened. Because it, was, it wasn't horror. It was part horror. It was like horror, but like laughing. Like, I was so confused. It was just like, so I just looked at my face. I was like, ah! I was like frozen in a laugh, but also like my hands. I was like, why? But why? why? Did they not know how else to write her out of the movie? It was great. Yeah. Just that was so good. Just eagle. eagle just snatches just that comes human body. And that was the end of Yzma. I was Eat like, it. okay, I, great. Love uh, it. Um, I loved it too. <laughs> yes. And then the old folks announced they're going to head back to their alley and Kronk decides to give them his house even if it will cost him Poppy's approval, basically. Uh, oh, and Poppy. then we... We fade back to Kronk and the waitress where she he sets up a new story about losing his girl. They do a porno film joke at this <laughs> no. point, which was a oh, little yeah. weird. Anno, Anno didn't get that joke. The, you, the, the you're talking about the, the, the stag, stag reel. reel. Yeah. Yeah. I, stag. I snorted heartily yeah. at the you were like stag. You were like, Anno, let me go ahead and show you some stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me dust off a gold note in here. <laughs> yes, which is... Uh, when I was researching this movie, I always go to the Wikipedia and I click on all of the like source links to get to the original websites. And one of yeah, them yeah. is like um, a page that's like uh, parent reviews to how old your kids should be to watch the movie or whatever. Okay. And there were some incensed parents oh. at the pornography <laughs> jokes in Oof. this film. There was, was great, a, dude. there was like a parent who was like, Disney in an animated movie knows what they're doing with every single frame on the screen, and it is so wrong of them to include a stag film reference. Oh, I love it. I've, no I kid's love, gonna get I it. Love, Who cares? Yeah, exactly, dude. I love jokes like that because yes. I feel like they're a hundred and fifty percent designed for the parents. Like, for the no parents kid sitting is there ever having to watch get the that movie. joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, because the the parents like they're gonna be usually like, oh yeah, we'll watch the movie for the kids. Sometimes yes. parents feel dragged in if the movie is especially not good. So little moments like that for the for the parents watching, I thought that was hilarious. Thank you. Yes, I thought it was funny too. It's just, yeah. It was just it, I did not expect it, but it was funny. Um, so yeah, he sets up his new story, which begins with Kronk leading a troop of scouts to Camp Chippamunga for the annual Junior Chipmunk Challenge. Mm-hmm. They get their they get to their campsite and a squirrel shows up to tell Kronk that there is a new rival troop leader there. Uh, 
and they get a little glimpse of that troop leader from afar, and they see that that troop basically just seems very well organized and proper. Um, but they all have faith in Kronk's leadership because uh, he always wins this competition that they have every year, I guess. Uh, and then a whistle blows, letting them know that the aquatic games are about to start. Which is, we're just really, they just got to camp and the games are already fucking yeah, starting, guys. Yes. Yeah, don't play around. Fault that you, did you ever go to camp as a kid? Uh, summer camp. Yeah, did you uh, do but summer it was, camp? It was day camp. So ah. I wasn't shipped off for like weeks at a time. It was basically like you would drive there, get dropped off in the morning, get picked up in the very late afternoon. So no horror movie slasher shenanigans because you weren't no there no they didn't we didn't we didn't beat the shit out of anybody with soap bars in a pillowcase or anything like that and then no, they that. came back for revenge a year later you no none that. of that garbage no damn yeah I never went to any camp so I'm always just curious if people have gone I have a them. horror story at camp oh here we go oh. at Christian camp was where I first said my first curse word. You went to Christian camp? Oh, like, yeah. Real, real? Uh-huh. Ironic that your soul oh, was boy. damned to hell at Christian camp. <laughs> I cried so hard. I was so <laughs> sad. We were playing we were playing cards in, 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 the, in the camp, in the, in the log cabin thing, and we yeah. were playing the game Bullshit, right? That's the... Oh, okay. you play you that just game. say it, Kyle! I just oh, said no. it. I, I, you know, it was my second. Don't worry, we'll bleep that. I'm not yeah. going to bleep it. That's the second time I've ever cursed right there. Um, mm-hmm. But we were playing that. We were playing baloney. But some kid told me what the real word was. So we were yeah. playing, and I got oh. so hyped up to call my friend out, and I yelled, Bush! And and the whole cabin went silent and looked at me. <gasps> and the camp counselor, like, turned his head. And I was just like, I was just devastated. What did I do? What have I just done? Oh, and I God. went and I laid, I zipped myself all the way up in my sleeping bag <laughs> in like the summer. My, this huge sleeping bag. I was, I was crying because I had July. never said. And then, uh, and then my mom actually picked me up early from the camp to go on oh, a family oh. vacation. Not like oh, because wow. I was bad, yeah. but, but, um, all my friends were like, Kyle said cuss word. And I was like, mom, I'm so sorry. Why wow, your friends narked on you? Yeah, your yeah they're, they're, I hate those kids. <laughs> yeah. Harsh, dude. Yeah, I, I put. You said it's not true, phonies. mom. It's bullshit. I didn't say anything. I put itching powder in all their <laughs> sleeping bags before. I oh, left yeah, you it. fucking got them just like I got them back. Yeah. Yeah. But I was devastated. I was devastated. And my mom was disappointed in me janice i think it's fun that you can even remember the first time you said a curse word because i have no clue yeah, what my no, first curse oh, word yeah, was. well if you had that no, experience no it'd be burned in you for That's life true. Yeah. you're right you just like your soul's burning in hell mommy yeah, yeah so, yes no thumbs up from mommy <laughs> no, when it comes up. up just the flared nostrils <laughs> the flared <laughs> nostrils <laughs> i got the flared yeah oh, it was bad. <laughs> um all right so the aquatic <laughs> games are about to start and at the water yeah. we see the leader of the other troop is a woman named miss birdwell uh and she's great with the kids one of them is sad because her doll's gonna get wet and she like fucking Tells she talks to the doll like it's a person and eases yeah, the she's kid's a, mind. She's a pro. She's a pro. She, she's got this shit on lockdown, right? She do. She do. Um, in contrast to them is Kronk's team, who comes like barreling in chaotically, mm-hmm. and they all fucking like cannonball into the water haphazardly. Um, while the kids are swimming, Kronk bumps into Birdwell, and it's love at first sight, guys. Yeah, listen, totally. Kronk's Kronk is he's a himbo. Right, if there's ever been a himbo, oh, in a, he's a Big himbo. League grade A Disney himbo. Absolutely. If, there's ooh. never been one better. 
if they did, if they had ever made a live action, I'm sure maybe they fucking will. If, <laughs> if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was like 12 years younger, I feel yeah. like he could have played a great oh, himbo yeah. cronk. Just looking he, at he him. He probably yeah. could have been. I'd yeah. still put him in the role. Why not? I think he's a little too old now, but that's just. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't and know. he's a little too locked. He's too big now as well. Like. Famous wise, too big. Yeah, the Rock oh, okay. isn't like, going to play. Like Kronk's pretty big. No, 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 no. He, but the Rock isn't going to play Kronk because the Rock is a leading man who only does movies that cost like two hundred million dollars. Where he's the right. star now. True. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, so I guess you know. I don't know who will get to play Kronk I'd, when they eventually yeah. make this fucking live action movie. I'm sure. I don't know how you resist this girl though. She's got a feet like she's got feet like a pair of landlocked tugboats, <laughs> knees like brass doorknobs, elbows so rough they could take the grain right off a two by four. And they say the eyes are the windows of the soul, but hers are more like steel reinforced security doors with a combination I just had to crack. You know what I like? I like that Kronk is not he doesn't go for your traditional beauty standards, right? Kronk yeah. is he wants a woman who can hang in his rough and tumble world, I guess, an outdoorsy woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he clearly has his own type. He and does. you know what? We're not going to shame that. No, <laughs> we will not. Um, okay, so uh, they hit it off and they do some sort of weird troop leader dance handshake before she reveals uh, she is the competition. I guess he didn't know. That, that she was the leader of this an adult woman yeah, right there. Yeah, like. this adult woman hanging out at camp <laughs> yeah, watching else, kids swim in the troop. Kronk, this outfit. is very distressing if yeah. she isn't a troop leader. Um, Kronk is horny on Maine. He holds up his license. Yes, he does. Totally. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's shocked at the news that she's the troop leader, but he doesn't have long to react because now all of his kids cannonball at once. They cause a gigantic tidal wave. Everyone gets washed ashore. Birdwell's pissed at the chaos. Uh, she whips out the rule book and uses some obscure rule to get Kronk's troop disqualified disqualified from the aquatic round of competition, mm. and her group marches off. Uh yeah. Back at his campsite, these Kronk two, his- these two, these two campsites just reminded me of of one of my favorite episodes of of TV of all time. Uh, you know, do you know the Great Divide episode of Avatar, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone loves the Great the Ganjin clan and the Zhang clan. The That's what these two clans. Absolutely well documented. Our favorite episode <laughs> yes, of, Avatar, of Avatar, the Great Divide <laughs> episode, not the worst one, not the one the I show. skip every time. <laughs> I've seen Avatar so many times, and I have no shame to tell you that I had to look up the clan names of these of the two clans yeah, I, because I absolutely would never be able to. Never. Fallout is a huge Avatar fan I'm a as well. Avatar oh, fan. oh good. so good. Fallout, you know what episode you'll really want to actually be on? Sure, uh, is technically the finale of Avatar: The Last Airbender oh, yes. was marketed as a made-for-TV movie event. With all four oh, episodes really? comprising mm-hmm. one giant movie, so technically, oh, I didn't know that this podcast is allowed to cover the Avatar: Last Airbender <laughs> finale, and we absolutely oh, will. That, <laughs> cheating though. Like, so if you look good. it up, you look up Sozin's comment. It says it's a made-for-TV. Oh, I looked up. I was looking up Nickelodeon made-for-TV movies, and that was Damn. on the list. And I well, was I'd be like, happy to talk about Jim. Yeah, I'd be the turd, but <laughs> yeah, we have no shame in cheating to <laughs> no, find no, no, what no we shame. want yeah, to shame. watch on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so After we watch like, to TV, 
Listen, after we watch like 24 fucking Disney sequels, we're allowed to cover some stuff yeah, we want. You, we're allowed. Treat yourself a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Back at his campsite, Kronk and his kids complain about Birdwell while she does the same thing at her camp. Both leaders are now extra determined to win and declare to let the games begin. And begin they do. Uh, there's a montage of them trading events back and forth. Ultimately, the teams end up tied with one event remaining, guys. The chipmunk mm. cheer off. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Kronk has now become so focused on winning that Pacha's son, Tipo, is convinced by his angels and devils. We're overusing the angels and devils at this point. A little bit, yeah. I little. like it best when it's just Kronk, just Kronk. having them. Because they're like the funniest part in the first movie is the angels and devils. Yeah, they're, the great. they're a good part. Yes. Yeah. His. I love when I love the one doing the one-armed push-ups when he does the reason number two. Look what I can do. And yeah, the, it's, yes. it's, it helps drive home the point that like Kronk is like not. I don't want to say insane, but like he's <laughs> kind of insane. Like yeah. this is how a grown man is like <laughs> yeah. rationalizing. Like you expect that kind of thought process from a kid, but like just a grown man having this the danger the the angel devil conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's an outward it's like, conversation. Like they watch yeah. him have a conversation Talk to his exactly. shoulders like, in the movie. So he's literally like, doing it to himself. Yeah. And then the, the one armed push up and he's like, no, no, he's got a point. Like, it's just insane. Like, it's just a <laughs> no, no, no. He's got a point. joke of a, yeah. of a, of a thing. But yeah, it's so great. Yes. Yeah. The angels um, on the kids shoulders, they don't really do anything funny. No. So it's like just kind they're of a not, waste, you know, it'd be, they're if, not funny because Tipo's not funny like at all. So like, yeah, you know, Kronk is mm. already funny. So the angels are just a heightened version of Kronk. Tipo, Pacha's son is not a character that you're like, oh, he's got some knee slappers of yeah. jokes. To It'd be funny. The way to make it funny is have the angel and demon do be doing something totally different that like a kid would do. Like they're like, like, yeah. like chasing themselves around and they're not helpful at all or something like that for a, just like yes. a second or, you know, something else other than They can do it like matter. if they want to have everybody have angels and devils, they can do it like the end of inside out when it shows like, Oh yeah. How everybody's different brain yeah. groups behave or whatever. Like have yeah, every yeah. show it like in the end or whatever of the movie. Sure, sure. Um, okay. Uh Tipo is convinced that he should cheat to win. Both kids are work or both coaches are working their kids too hard well into the night and they start to feel guilty, right? So to cheer them up, they both decide to prepare their kids some raisin bread, I guess. That's what every chipmunk camper once is raisin bread yeah um which again see this is Kronk being good at making food so it's just confusing when he's serving bugs later <laughs> um Kronk, however is out of eggs and when he goes to look for some he finds birdwell and they start fighting over ingredients because she has his eggs yeah that, that say property of Kronk, <laughs> nobody touch except for Kronk, and he has her he has her flower raisins raisins um, yeah, so they fight until they both fall down, and then they they realize they're being assholes, basically, and they start to make up. They agree to share ingredients, and then we get a romantic montage of them baking and dancing and doing some other random stuff together. That was pretty really, uh, that got really sensual for a minute there, when they're like, they're doing kind of like the ghost move, you know, when yeah. they're like in, in ghost, mm -hmm. when they're doing the double yeah. hand on the pottery thing, uh -huh. they're like kind of essentially rubbing I wonder if it was I wonder if it was an actual bread. 
ghosts. Oh, it had to be. Yeah, it maybe. I was like, this is, this is kind of like sexual. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It was a lot. I thought it was getting hot. I've he ever was like, in my life. Ooh, the raisin bread. There. Yeah, gold. Yeah. Fall was like, this hot, bread though. isn't the only thing that's rising right now. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the yeast. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. So they both need each other, is Jeez. what they realize at this point. Mm, and, um, yeah. Thank you. That was <laughs> that was fucking stupid. Um, Terrible. Yes, I thought it was a, a little confusing though. Some of this montage has like daytime scenes, right? Like, uh, I, I didn't, didn't imagine that. I did not. Know I noticed the them like thing? I remember them in the water, and it was like daytime during part of the montage, like when it was just random romantic things, mm. and I was. But but then when it ends, it's still the same night. It's just a huge continuity yeah, error, guys. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to add yeah, that yeah, to the yeah, goofs right. section on IMDb. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the montage ends with the two of them bidding each other a romantic farewell in front of the moon. Um, and I did think it, I did laugh when he convinces her to take her hat off, and it does like a slow mo. Like when it would be your hair coming down or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's just her hair is that completely unchanged yeah. in a bun, that just like funny. bouncing. Yeah, I love that slow mo of just her literally just revealing the very top of her head, which is where the yeah. hat is. And it's like, it's like you're a whole different person, and yeah. the hair's not moving at all because it's in that bun. It's great. Like you said, it's great. Um, all right, that and then the the Titanic reference I thought was funny, where she's they're on the boat. That's probably the water scene where where she's like yeah. in front of him and like, yeah, I'm maybe. the queen of the yeah. world. Classic. <laughs> classic references the kids love to Titanic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then back in his bed later, Kronk writes a letter to his father describing how he has found true love before going to sleep. Just like how he wrote about the house earlier. He's setting himself up for disappointment when Poppy comes to visit. Um, Cusco cuts in to talk about how ram- romantic it is for a minute. This was probably the worst of the Cusco cut-ins. <laughs> it was not funny, and it, like... Mm-hmm. It was just—it's just him doing nothing, just stalling. He's just like, "Oh, it's so romantic. I'm crying." Okay, we can go back to the movie. Like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, thank you for that, Cusco. Uh, yes, which is, serves as a nice little way for them to commercial break. Cut back to Kronk and Birdwell in the morning, surprising their tired campers with the raisin bread. They declare that the troop feud is now over, and they will still compete, but they're going to do it fairly and have fun. Uh, I think. Tipo's sister, I didn't write down her name, Pacha's daughter, uh, points out oh. that Tipo's missing. And yeah. then we cut to him elsewhere preparing his cheating scheme. He's going to use itching powder on the enemy team. And it does that like Yzma narrate the plan, show the plan thing mm-hmm. again. Um, competition time arrives. And before going on, Kronk gives Birdwell some monogrammed oven mitts to seal their love, which is a pretty good <laughs> gift. I think Good yeah, gift. yeah. I think he made I feel those, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Anno should take note of that because I feel That's like you would right be there. happy if you got some monogram. I would be mitts. totally like a yeah. monogrammed like not like chef knife or whatever. I'd be oh, like, yeah. yeah, dude. That's pretty rad. Yes. I'm in. Um, while everyone watches Kronk's team perform, Tipo secretly adds his itching powder to the grip chalk, but drops his bag that has the same like property of Tipo nobody touch except for Tipo or whatever uh, message on it and Kronk's team finishes as Birdwell's group is going up he 
ignorantly encourages them to chalk up for safety. He's like, I know you're itching to get out there and perform, but classic. He's making himself look very guilty. Yes. By doing this. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, yeah. it's not going to look good when they words. reveal no. the dialogue, the text, yep. Jane, I guess. Uh, um, the other team begins to perform and they're doing well when Tipo tells Kronk that he cheated so they could win like Kronk wanted. Um, and as he confesses, the powder starts to take effect and the troop begins to fall from the pyramid they form. Kronk races to try to catch them, but he can't make it in time. And then he just kind of runs away to hide like yeah. after that part because <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to take responsibility for this, I guess. And while he hides, Birdwell finds Tipo's itching powder bag and starts to chastise Tipo. And Kronk is overcome with guilt. He can't let Tipo get in trouble because he's the one who inspired this bad behavior. So he comes out and takes the blame for the whole thing, which, of course, Birdwell is despondent at this betrayal and stomps off, never wanting to see Kronk mm -hmm. again. And we now, I thought that was kind of a kind of a leap there. That was kind of a stretch. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Did you feel that the same way? Uh, like, absolutely. She was like, you told him to cheat? I was like, no. He's I told like, no. Him, <laughs> just let's, no. Do what, yeah. let's do whatever we can to win. We'll do anything to win. I didn't tell this little bastard to yeah. go rub like itching powder, chili yeah. powder in your goddamn <laughs> yeah. gymnast chalk. That's like insane. Like, I feel like, yeah, you could be sad that he interpreted that way but it's 110 percent yes. not chronic and it fault. happened like, it happened before you guys made up when you were exactly. both you, overly focused on winning so it's just like right. tipo wasn't there in the morning when it, you had up the bread and you know he wasn't there because you were there when his sister was like tipo's missing so you know exactly. that tipo missed the lecture that you guys gave mm -hmm. exactly. birdwell but she just kind of yeah, flipped out, out and stomped off. I was like, okay, well, sure. <laughs> Their whole relationship is so up and down. You know, it's just, yeah, I love you, I hate you. It's, yeah. They've got a, oh God, what's, the, what's that fucking Jasmine diagnosis? The first diagnosis we Borderline ever had, Borderline personality disorder. Is that what it was? That it, is that all it was called? Oh, she had splitting. She didn't have borderline. Splitting, that's what she it was. Splitting. splitting going on. Yeah. yeah. Everything's Where? either the best or the worst. Absolutely. Uh, was, yeah. All right. Um, well, back in present day, Kronk sadly holds the monogrammed oven mitts that are all he has to remember her by. And then he gets knocked and drops them into the fire and they burn up immediately. I, I laughed at that part so as bad. well. <laughs> they're just gone. It's yeah. the only thing I have to remember her by. And then they're just That was pretty gone. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. So the waitress comes back. She reveals that they've got a full house and they need to get back to work. But Kronk can't focus on food because his dad's going to be there any minute. Um, and the waitress like, any second, because she can see him outside, right? Uh, he wonders where he can find a wife and kids and a house on a hill at the last minute as Pacha comes in and says, Kronk, can you hurry up with dinner? I have to get my wife and kids back to our house on the hill. Uh, <laughs> which is funny. Um, so he asks Pacha basically if he can borrow his life which Pacha and Tipo are into helping Kronk, and they race off. I was confused about why they raced off rather than, like, I don't know, yeah. devising a plan with Kronk of any sort, because Pacha's wife, Chicha, is not into this plan, I guess. So maybe they're like, well, we'll just do it on our own. So they both run off separately. Um, right when his right when Poppy arrives, and Kronk introduces Poppy to Chicha and the two remaining kids... Uh, which he tells her his family, and he points out Pacha's house as his own, and his dad seems sufficiently impressed with his life and is about to give him the thumbs up of his dreams in slow motion. I love 
that it plays the Lion King know, like it's Pride a- Rock music. I also love that the Disney Wiki says as one of the fun facts that it plays music similar to it. Yeah, it's like, no, it plays it's music the similar music. to Lion like music. I was like, I was like, that's way. the fucking song. It's that's not like Disney song. has to use a sound alike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they use the song. What are they going to sue themselves? Like, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I have he, to bring uh, up something. Chaka, the, okay. the daughter's name is Chaka. Okay. Thank you. And right, do you know you who voices Chaka? I don't know who voices uh, The voice no. of Chaka is Michaela Jill Murphy, a.k.a. Oh. the voice of Toph. Oh. Bringing it back to Avatar. So it's Toph's Fuck. voice actress. Toph that does, Bayfong? Oh, that is awesome. Chaka. So, yeah, Emphasis I, on the gotcha. bay whenever talking I, about Toph Bayfong. Yeah. <laughs> she is bay. Uh, Best character in the, in Cora, right? When Best she's old, not when she's. I, lo- I even like her as an old lady in Cora. She's, no, she's hilarious even as in that. an old lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's the saying, best. Yeah, she's she's hilarious. She rules. We stand Toph on this podcast for sure. Funny character. Uh, um, yes, Toph's the best. God. I always thought. Speaking of Chaka and Tipo, I don't know why. I just want to point. Out, I had um. My stepdad is Persian, and he had like uh, he had a lot of Persian friends like that we that we would hang out at their house a lot. And one of them had two kids. I don't actually think that they're Persian. You went, you were in show choir with that Manelli. You remember Manelli from show choir, yeah. Kyle? Mm-hmm. So I grew up with. She just moved Mane- to New York, I think. Hey, good. She's for in her. your neck of the woods, there, Bella. Well, he's not in New York. I'm anymore. not there anymore. Oh, you're not he there left. anymore. He heard that I she was moving, yeah, and then she's oh, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> but Manelli has a little brother named Tade, and they look as little kids. They were exactly like Tipo and Chaka. Okay, oh, like they were just like them, super <laughs> fucking yeah. like full of energy and always like arguing with each other. And when I saw this movie as a kid, it just I've always liked those characters because they feel so real to me. Specific that shit. Yes, I love that. Um, okay, so we uh, Pacha who misunderstood the assignment that he was given to share his life shows up right as Poppy is about to give Kronk the thumbs up dressed in drag ready to pretend to be Kronk's wife yes. uh, Kronk quickly calls an audible which is pretty good for him because he's not the brightest guy yeah you don't and expect him like, to be able to pull anything think off think on the fly quick. yes so he is like uh, that's my mother-in-law and Poppy's into her uh, I'd like to point yes, out yes I love that <laughs> oh, he's, he's hardcore feeling it I got it like I I hate that I overthink things to this level, but like I have to, you, you guys tell me what you think. So the okay. moment when Pacha comes in mm-hmm. dressed in and drag yes. to help be like, Oh, he, he wanted us to pretend to be the family. Yes. So we're going to help him. So first of all, it's funny. Pacha coming in <laughs> in funny. drag yeah. to be like the, the stand in wife. It's very funny. But at the same time, I'm borderline taken out of the, of the moment for a minute because it's like is any character that dumb like you have <laughs> yeah. two people all yeah. the simplest way to pull that off would just be like okay he just kind of vanishes into the background and it's like just pretend that my wife is your wife mm-hmm. so like who wouldn't come to that conclusion like he goes so far yeah. off the beaten path that he's like i got it like there's no other way I have to put on a dress and pretend to be the wife. Gotta go now, all I out. I shouldn't take it <laughs> no. that serious. Because it's You're a right. Disney movie. The only it's way I can movie. justify it is that 
his <laughs> wife doesn't seem into it. And maybe he is like, we need maybe. to do something now. So before his wife has agreed, because his wife doesn't agree to this situation, she basically. Until, you might be right. Maybe yeah. he read that she wasn't into it and he was like, I got to take charge. Because yes. if she's not going to do it, I got to do it. I'm going to help but my boy. He's good guy Pacha. To he's going to go. Immediately. He's, he's, he's going to help he's out. He's going to do it. He's going to fall on that I sword, think, bro. Listen, Pacha just wanted to dress up in drag. All right. Who can blame him? It's <laughs> yeah. fun to sure, fucking yeah. dress up in drag. Let him do um, it. Yeah. Uh, um, he saw how much fun Cusco had with it in the first movie when they're at the diner. Um, and in the second movie. Yes, that's true. Cusco does show up <laughs> later in this one, too. You're right. Um, okay, so elsewhere in town, Tipo's racing to do something we don't know what, and he bumps into Rudy, and he tells Rudy about Kronk's trouble, and Rudy's like, we'll all get together and help as well. <laughs> uh, and then we're back at the diner. Pompey, Poppy is tired of waiting for food, but for some reason, Kronk can't reveal that he's a chef. Like, that can't be part of his life he can't just be like i'm a chef and i'm married and have a house on the hill no he has to not be a cook uh so he leaves to go pretend to talk to the chef and starts trying to rapidly cook as fast as he can he cranks the oven up super hot we are in a classic mrs doubtfire dinner scenario where he's running yep. back and forth between two things trying to like sell them both um and to make matters even worse rudy now shows up also dressed in drag claiming to be Kronk's wife. I think the writers of this movie think a man dressed as a woman is the funniest thing that can happen. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> like yeah. They have a very, very like very Disney. They have a very like, like 1940s British sense of humor or something where they're like hmm, a yeah. man in woman's clothing preposterous. <laughs> it's really like old Looney Tunes style. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing funnier than Bugs putting on some lipstick and exactly. yeah. trying to trying to fool her Elmer Fudd or something like that. <laughs> it happens a lot. It does happen. Uh, uh, oh goodness. Yeah, they just they think it's hilarious. As we're gonna see, it's gonna happen more coming up. Um, <laughs> his dad is suspicious and confronts Kronk in the kitchen just as Tipo shows up in drag with, with like multiple kids standing on each other's shoulders yes, to look I like a woman with the, which yeah. oh, multiple man. kids dressed uh, standing on each other's shoulders is always funny. Always mm -hmm. funny. Um, in this instance, it's a little weird that it's going to be a little boy pretending to be a grown man's wife. Uh, a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and then um, his dad is... Oh, sorry. Rudy already showed up in drag, right? We talked about that. Tipo showed up in drag. And then there's, the there's other... like five people yes. in drag. So yeah. then the other <laughs> old yeah. folks show up and they're all dressed up as babies. <laughs> Yeah, because like, <laughs> yes. 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 it's so funny. Which is great. And then Kronk had like two secretaries when he was rich. They show up, and then Cusco shows up, also in drag, mm -hmm. and it's mass chaos. He can't keep up. Uh, it was when this. the old people showed up where I was like, okay, I know exactly what they're going to say is the moral of this story is, because this entire town's coming around to like try yes. and help Kronk. It's, it, sure, sure. There, it's so. a wonderful life in it. They're doing the It's a Wonderful Life ending. Yes. Um, I would love yeah. to see a wonderful life where everybody shows up in drag to support the main guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you love that movie. I do love that movie so much. Um, so, yes, it's uh, it's mass chaos. Croc can't keep up. His oven overheats. It explodes into a fondue cheese disaster. And we are finally back to where the movie started. Kronk confesses to his dad that he is just a humble fry cook and delivery boy with no wife and no house. He tells his dad that he just wanted to make him proud and get that thumbs up 
that he always dreamed of, but he's a failure <laughs> with nothing. And that is when Chaka comes up and points out that he doesn't have nothing. He has all the people in town. And then all the people in town start telling Poppy about what a great guy Kronk is and how he gave they all he gave up things that he wanted for his friends, which is like kind of true. I mean, he was being a shitty person and stopped being <laughs> shitty. It's really all that happened. Yeah. Um, he, I guess in the end, he gave them a much nicer house. Than that's the one true. He did get them he a did. nicer yeah, life by swindling <laughs> them all out of their money and giving all the way down to they had no diseases. clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, the mean the the means did not justify the ends of this. No, of not that. at all. Uh, <laughs> and then Kronk has his George Bailey moment from It's Wonderful Life. Realizes he has everything he needs, and his dad finally gives him a thumbs up. Guys, oh, uh, felt so good. Oh, that thumbs up! Final. The I was crying. Thumbs up. <laughs> we were all shedding crying. tears. <laughs> just, tears of oh. joy. Yes. Uh, Tipo then comes running up and tells Kronk he invited someone else. And up walks Birdwell. She and Kronk make up. We get a reprise of True to Your Groove while everyone dances and celebrates. Outside the window, Bunny Yzma is eaten by some ferocious, monstrous baby birds. <laughs> yes. yes. The end Great. of the film. The end. That's it. We <sighs> made it through we did this it. one. <laughs> we got through, guys. Woo-hoo! Yeah, woo. Um, oh, goodness. Wait, I don't have the Disney wiki open, but I feel like we might need to do a... A weekly wicked wiki before we get a, into a best performance. <laughs> weekly wiki. Yeah, we like to. I wrote down Disney... one trivia. I will, I wrote down. So there's a trivia section of the Disney of the weekly wiki Fallout and uh, of the Disney wiki and the Disney wiki. So just to has... clarify, yeah, the Disney wiki is the most demented place you'll ever be in your life. The people are oh, fucking good. so insane. strange. There's comments yes. like. There, there's like 12 comments oh, for a movie comment there yeah yes. i don't want to oh, read yeah. Any, oh yeah i literally don't want to read any of that that's why we love it <laughs> any human being you know how like it's like years apart like somebody will wiki yeah yeah someone that's will post something in 2011 someone will reply in 2013 the guy who yes. posted in 2011 will then reply to that one in 2015 it's like <laughs> it's yes. insane and the comments well, yeah. are yeah insane Th- no, this one doesn't have as many any good classic ones as the other ones no, but but you understand because you're a youtuber you see a lot of bad comments the disney wiki is like oh, yeah. that but like extra demented because you're just like who is going to the disney wiki in 2020 and leaving a comment <laughs> yes. on Kronk's new groove like who gives a shit but yes, yes it's go on, crazy. The trivia section is great because usually there's some pretty bad trivia and they're just really obvious dumb stuff. This one actually had some decent trivia in there where it was like actual fun facts quote. But the okay. one I but the one I I wrote down I didn't write down any of those because we're not about the interesting good things, right? But this this is some good trivia here. Cusco and Yzma have very minor roles in the film, almost like cameo appearances. That's one of the trivias. <laughs> That one isn't even true wow. because Yzma is Has a full-blown... Yeah, she's, she's a full in half the movie. Villain. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, my only comment that I really wanted to read is the comment left November 18th, 2019. Yes. <laughs> the Kronk's new groove fandom is dying. Repost if you are a true Kronker. Mm-hmm. Somebody felt the need to leave that. <laughs> Somebody the with a username too lit for me. Please, please tell yeah. me that there are like no replies to that. No, comment, there are no, there are no replies. No, no. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Patrick Warburton's better. Only reply if you're a true. Yeah, yeah zero replies. I'm pretty sure it's Patrick Warburton's actual account on here that posted that. He's just like the Crocs yes. new groove fandom is dying. Repost if you're a true crocker. You know, I just. Hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> one person was calling oh, for them God. to make a third movie to complete the trilogy, the yeah, peasants' no. new groove. The, <laughs> oh, good lord! Make Isma's new groove, if anything, guys. Yeah, there you go. That'd be an interesting one. I like Mag- the kids Magmatron six 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 on a, on November sixteenth of two thousand fifteen. Is just this movie is going to turn ten on December thirteenth. Thank you for that. Thank you, Magmatron. Wonderful person. All right. <laughs> That's enough of the Disney of the Weekly Wiki. Guys, I think we should get into Best Performer. Let's do All it. All right. This podcast, as is clear, can easily get bogged down in negativity. So we like to take a moment to ensure there is always one positive highlight that we shine on. So mm-hmm. we, our Best Performer. Fall, do you have a Best Performer in I, this movie? Best Performer? Um, I can go I, first. I did tell him ahead of time that he had to have this, so I'm gonna. You did. You I'm did. gonna slap the I, shit I was out of literally him. Literally, still this. like, okay, look. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I've listened to, believe it or not, I've listened to a couple episodes of your show before, not the whole way through, but I, I skim, I browse, no, I browse. I, I understand. Yes. But um, dabble. I, I don't. I can't pick. Like, if I could give me any other Disney movie, I could give you any other <laughs> like best supporting yes. actor or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I can't think of a genuine answer like first okay Isma is funny like the the person what's her name Eartha Kitt like she 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 does a great job she's hilarious I love the uh the humor of her character Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's only in the movie for like 20 minutes it doesn't matter listen we've given it to people who don't even have lines yeah we've given it to like writers (laughs) yeah we've given it to Frank Welker for I gave one to Frank Welker for doing the nays for Pegasus okay oh wow okay well then in that case okay I'm just gonna go with Yzma because she's because I think she's a funny antagonist hey Paul can you hold your hand up to the camera real quick because we're holding hands buddy because that's my best performer (laughs) wait 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 I'm holding it too. Uh, oh, we're all in here, man. Where the kid is Yzma? It is unanimous. <laughs> a rare three-way unanimous tie. Eartha Kit as Yzma. I thought that she was funny, and she's the only one who gets a song, and she crushes that song. Like she's great. She mm-hmm. So, fucking absolutely. She's a and she's a legend. She deserves a fucking award. Yeah. Okay. And Yzma is such a unique like voice voiced character mm-hmm. like her mannerisms like it i think she makes the emperor's new groove i mean emperor's new groove is like a five out of five movie for me i, I can't find anything yes. wrong with that it's first movie it's so good and she's a big reason why and just bringing her back for this that's she gets she gets best performer for me easy yeah, easy pick. absolutely way to go what are we sending yzma uh, we're giving her. Um, I got her a golden potion ne- necklace. Like it's like a necklace that's just a golden <laughs> potion. Yeah, it's fair bottle. enough. I, I don't know what else. I'm to gonna do. I'm gonna give her um the position of empress. Uh, I'm gonna she I'm gonna send it. her to oh, being wow. an emperor. Yeah, Eartha Kid is now emperor of Earth. Uh, that's why her name is Eartha. A, a winnable Eartha, position. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you I think they turned that was a winnable position? Do you think they turned her into a, a kitty cat because of Eartha Kit? Like, I think she, one of her nicknames is Kitty or something. Do you think that's probably why they turned? Sense. Oh, I didn't think Yzma about that. Into a cat? I mean, maybe. I'm sure yeah. that they probably thought it would be funny for all the Eartha Kit fans out there that were watching. Which is, I don't know. I don't know how old she was like when she made this, them, but yeah. she died. I think shortly, probably. I mean, she's in the TV show. 2008 too. is when she died. Yeah, she voices oh, Isma in both seasons of the Emperor's New School TV show. Like she was down for this role, so good for her. She's in the good movie Holes. 
Yeah, she's Madame she's Madame Zeroni. Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, if you don't one. carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain, you and your family will be cursed forever and always. Or whatever the fuck she says. I love her in that movie. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let, uh, let's dive into final thoughts on this movie then so we can give it a rating and, and we're going to blow through this. Record mm-hmm. time. Record time, baby. Record time. My first thought unfortunately is this is not a good movie um (laughs) i i i felt like i had almost been tricked into watching another tv Mm -hmm. show anthology deal which i didn't care for they Um, did it again it's kind of a weird hybrid though where it doesn't it's not really doesn't feel like a movie or like that because there's only two of them and they're better than the episodes that we normally get in those situations but it's just weird and i like i said at the beginning i just think it's ultimately a mistake to make someone like Kronk the main character of your movie because he has no character flaw that you're going to change unless you make him smart, uh, which you're not going to do. The first movie works because Cusco's a jerk. He has to learn to not be a jerk. Kronk is a sweet guy who's just under a bad influence. He's no longer under that influence and thus no change he needs to go through in this movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they just make up this silly poppy thumbs up drama. (laughs) Uh, I said it when we watched the trailer. It's too much of a good thing to put the spotlight on Kronk for me. A lot of the jokes, there's so many of them that some of them hit, but there's a lot more jokes that didn't hit for me. And a lot of the jokes feel like lesser callbacks to the first movie's jokes. Yeah. I think there's a delicate balancing act with like breaking the fourth wall jokes or meta jokes or things mm-hmm. that like are uh, incongruous with the time period or whatever, you know, like modern day things. And I don't think that they manage that tightrope walk for me i found it a little tiresome one and a half out of five spinach puffs spinach Ooh, puffs. score nice. on this film. brutal yeah i know i was really i'd like to point out i watched half of this movie while i was at the lake with my family because i had to squeeze it in on a sunday so i went upstairs <laughs> alone and watched it on my phone and took notes on a laptop so i was really so not vibing that is not the right environment to watch, watch this it with your yeah. children i can't you can't kid? hold a fucking i can't take notes with I have to write down like oh, all guess. the details, and my kid is Fair just enough. going yeah, right. You have to. Keyboard. I could not do when him. I did Stitch. I could <laughs> yeah. not watch that with Cash. Like, it's or I, I was gonna maybe once try to watch it twice, and he hated pause. Stitch the movie. Yeah. So it was Daddy, Daddy. Yes. Bring me water. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I'm Fair pausing enough. a lot to like. Oh, what just happened? Pause. Write that up real quick. If it's like hard for me to figure out how to summarize it in any sort of succinct way, you know, like. <laughs> Because I don't want to miss what's gotcha. going on while I'm typing up what just happened. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Thing. So yeah, not my favorite movie. Uh, Fallout or Kyle, whichever one of you. Go ahead, Fallout. You're fucking sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a little bit of a heartbreaker. I think for what it's worth, like if you just go into it knowing, yeah, you're just gonna watch some throwaway Disney sequel that you're probably gonna only find in like the bargain bin for a dollar at Walmart, right? Like mm-hmm. you go into it with that mentality. It's not bad. It's it's got the characters that you like. I mean, can't even touch Emperor's New Groove though. It just can't touch no. it. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. If you were to do, if we were to do a podcast about the original movie, yeah. And it's like, oh, who's the best performer? It's like hands down Kronk. Exactly. Like, he's, yes. He's, yes. So good. He's the golden <laughs> star of Emperor's New Groove because he's such a hilarious side character. Uh, <laughs> he just. 
oh man, it's such such a sad thing that you have such a golden, hilarious character who can't really stand up tall in his own movie. Yeah, I think but you're probably right though. They they probably had an idea for a TV show. It didn't work. Disney doesn't want to leave wasted money on the cutting floor, so let's Frankenstein it together into a sequel, which is like kind of unfortunate. I would Yeah, as the as a movie, if we're ranking it as like a movie, mm-hmm. like yeah, like one out of five. But like if we're ranking it as <laughs> purely within the spectrum of like Disney sequels maybe like three out of five i guess i oh, like if, right. if you look at it that way yeah. you know it's a good score from fallout plays it's not that's not yeah. bad yeah. yeah three out of five yeah three three out of five for, what for are you going with the, oh yeah, yeah. Disney yes. sequel. Uh, are, how are you gonna uh are you giving you it stick the, with spinach the, puffs with like buffs? me we oh, like to, we I, like to make up a random thing because we're stupid i have to make up a, a scale here <laughs> you don't have to over some other things they had in the movie Three out of five dung beetles from Fallout. Three, three out of five bug jammed pizza boxes. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. perfect. Ugh. Good. Uh, um, you can't make a movie that's like two episodes or episodes put together and have me support that movie any longer. I've seen too many of them. <laughs> it's over for me. Like, I can't do that. I, I'm no. done with it. Stop yes. making movies in this way where it's oh remember this and then he goes through his the, Dude, the this fucking memory. family guy flashback narrative <laughs> yeah, device does not work for us anymore can't do it, do yeah. it. Can't i do can't it. like like support that any longer mm-hmm. even though i laughed a lot in this movie like i think i i, I think they had a lot of fun making stupid jokes and then just mm-hmm. like putting it in the movie right they're just like let's yeah. do it let's throw it in there let's make it in the style of the original with the narration that really fell flat for me. Like I re- usually on all these movies, I really like it when they do the, in the style of the original type stuff in this one. It's just, it wasn't, it was like they made good jokes in the movie and then none of the narration parts really hit home for me. It just seemed like they were putting it in there because they had to, not because they yeah. had, not because they were inspired to do so. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that pretty much, everything else you guys said is pretty much the same um so i have to give i i i i can't give it a certified fresh you know a greater than five but because Mm -hmm. i there were so many jokes i had i did have a fun time watching it it's one of these letterbox things i'll probably give it its score then maybe a heart next to it like i like the movie yes so it's a it's a 2.25 raisin loaves of raisin bread for me (laughs) out of five Beautiful. We did it. We talked about the movie. Oh, but Woo. we have one more review, oh, guys. Oh, wait. One more important review. Yes. I don't know if I told Fallout about our most important critic. Yes. Is Cash's Corner. Kyle's Cash four-year-old four son now, and, his, and his analysis of the movie. He is the target audience. He's four. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's, let's hear it, Kyle. It's Cash's Corner. Up, guys. Pull I'm it sorry. up faster. Faster, <laughs> goddammit. Here we go, here we go, here we go. What movie did we just watch? Um, Kroger. Kroger? Yes. What about Kronk? Kronk. Kronk's New Groove? Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, good. Did you like it? (laughs) Yes. What was your favorite part? Um, uh, 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 When all the cheese explode. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a lot of cheese, wasn't it? It was a ball. I went all over his house. Yep. What um what would what what would you rate it? Ten. Ten? Ten out of what? Ten out of nine. Ten out of nine. Pretty good. Bird. All right. Yeah, so a he gave it a, a, a great review. And I'm always, it's always nice when he picks something like something exploding rather than one of the characters being sad because it's like yeah, half it, and half. Either he likes the castle yeah. exploding or the character yeah, being sad because their dad died. <laughs> yeah, he has a real <laughs> history of picking dark moments as his favorite. He'll oh, be really? like, he's like, when everyone got sad because Mufasa died or whatever, he'll be like, that was my favorite part. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, oh, boy. Oh, what, am, what is... Yeah, he, he's great. So, Well, I okay. have a question for you guys. Yes. Do you guys want to play a game? Yes. Legally, you have to fall out. Yeah, you have to. It's in, your, it's in the, Legally, yeah. the document in the that you signed. You signed, you signed yeah. away your life rights Damn as well. It. I don't know if you realize. We are making a movie based on your life now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're going to play the Chipmunka Challenge. I have a series of audio clips that have been chipmunkified. That is, the pitch has been taken up a few notches to sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks have taken over the cinema. Your goal is to recognize these scenes, and the first person to buzz in with the correct movie and scene gets an acorn. Whoever collects the most acorns wins the Chipmunka Challenge. So to we help you guess out, the fucking movie. Like, yep. <laughs> yes. To help you out, I've well, selected... What are, they, are we limited to here? Oh, well, let me tell you. I've selected a category of movies that these scenes are from to help narrow your brains. And these scenes, all these scenes are from movies with squirrels in them. Good. I'm already calling foul because Mega, I'm sorry, pardon me. What? Scott here is the goddamn loser. He just sits around watching <laughs> nothing but movies. How all dare you. He's going to stomp me into the ground. Well, you, you watch weird movies, right? You don't know what I picked. I may have picked I've really only, easy ones or really Fallout, ones. So. In the year 2021, <laughs> have I watched over 275 movies? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, God. Damn You've you. You've got a chance. It's right, only August. Join the stream. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I feel like I'm seeking out fucking squirrel movies. So, <laughs> so here's here. Boring so, Ulysses. <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit different than the way we've done it before, Scott. Where I, I think okay. what we'll do because I think some of these are you guys are going to get it, and I don't want any too many ties where we did it before. So this okay. this time, once you know, I want you to just buzz. Gotcha. And then we'll <laughs> still listen to the whole clip. And then okay. after the clip, you'll get to go first. And then I if you get it, it wrong, then then the other person understood. Gets to see it. So, I'm guessing I will not buzz in one time. I think you're well, going to be surprised. There I'm are five yeah. five acorns up for grabs here, people. Here okay, is okay, here we go. Here we go. The first one. Scott, that Damn it. that is well, you can't just sorry. Um, that is from up. When yep. they are meeting Doug the dog uh, for the first time, I believe. Ding! You got Hold it! On. Yeah, that is uh, almost Hold confusing on. to hear pitched up because that is a running gag in the movie is the dogs being yes. pitched up by the collar. Mm -hmm. It's uh, also the yeah, worst yeah. quality one of these because it's coming through his like speaker on his yeah. thing. So it was. <laughs> so when I pitched it up, it sounds 
were even worse, worse. than gotcha. so these other ones sound that was a little unfair bit i will say if they're gonna be kids movies it's gonna be extra unfair to fall off it's because... gonna be a god stomp <laughs> well what movies have squirrels in them hmm. oh, that's fair. i guess we're about to find out how about the chipmunks the squeakle <laughs> <laughs> if i up the chipmunk okay maybe who knows kyle that's a squirrel number four that you're playing i just want to play it is it's not the there's a different order than the numbers are okay well please so, relabel okay. them before you upload them to <laughs> me so that when Kyle. i have to edit this in post i don't have to fucking try to guess which one is which <laughs> you're gonna good. have to re-listen to all of them <laughs> yes. good point all right here's number two do you hear it it's a funny squeaky sound buzz you couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant i hear it too Fallout. That is Christmas Vacation. Boom! You got it. What's the scene? That's the scene in Christmas Vacation where they uh, they bring in a second Christmas tree because the first one got ignited in a fire, and Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase, brings <laughs> chops really down tough. a tree in the yard and brings it in. And uh, I think their their super ancient like great grandmother hears that there's a noise coming from the tree, yes. and a squirrel breaks out and causes. All right, see that's a, a massive good panic. I there it would is. absolutely never have gotten that. I've only seen Christmas Vacation like one time in a room of people who were talking. Like, oh, fair oh, fucking that's no, a, such a shame. It's my, my family, favorite movie. We watch that movie every year, so I've seen it like a bajillion times. I feel like there's yeah, you're same. either a a Christmas story family or a Christmas vacation family. The Christmas story like, is one of the most overrated movies. <laughs> I, think, and I feel that way. I feel that way about Christmas vacation. I thought it sucked. It's so true it. though. Yes. <laughs> You're one or the other because they're both movies that so are just true. like, yeah. they're just movies the that are like, here's, scenes of christmas shit happening yeah like they're not like interesting to watch they're just movies that you have on in the background and yeah they become yeah, part yeah. of like your christmas memories like they all mold in totally. together yeah. Yeah. oh it's yeah it's yeah. nostalgia plays a huge role into it <laughs> yes. so it i married a person time. who is a christmas story person and so now it's now we have gotten used to each other's movies shame. enough uh. that it's all yeah. yeah. It's See, got funny so, moments in it, but my I wife and I not... are both Christmas story kids, so uh, we're yeah, uh, we love it. So Good. go fuck yourself, Bob. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, our game is tied up. You each have one acorn, so it's time for our third one, which Let's is bust this nut number five, <laughs> which is number three. <laughs> all right, here we go. Now, listen, what we're going for here is a vicious man-eating rabbit squirrel. Can you handle that? Um, excuse me. Yes. Hemi. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> rabbits aren't vicious. They're all cute and cuddly. So, rabid, not rabbit. Ah. Anybody? Ooh. No idea. This has got to be from something I've clearly never seen. I'm trying to think of any animated movie with animals in it. I I don't know. I don't think I know this one either. So I don't know. Big. It's over the hedge. Is the movie? Oh, no, Dude, absolutely. Was, oh my I've God. seen it before. I was thinking of animated movies with animals in them. I was like, it could be over the hedge, but I've never seen it. So, no. oh, you could have said it. You could have had another acorn. If, what if I? What if I chime in and I'm wrong? Do I get an acorn taken away? No, you don't. Oh, well, then I should have. You should have. What were you thinking? <laughs> I oh, well, uh, what? No, I should have clarified the rules. That that one's on me, guys. Hey, no you? problem. All right, no, it's a problem. 
it's, it's a, problem. a fucking problem. You better right. you better make another one right now, Kyle, because this yes. is unfair. <laughs> make another. All right, number four. Superheroes stand watch when danger closes in and save Man. those in need. But they have one thing in common: they never show up in the real world oh. until Ulysses. Scott, I don't know what that is? This is. Flora and Ulysses, the <laughs> Disney Plus movie about a what little the girl. Hell is that? I know this is like a. I feel like this category is is a is such a hard category because there are so few movies about squirrels. Well, you got but... it before even the. I put it. I made this one really obvious because she ends it on Ulysses. Ulysses, but and so I kept most the name people probably in there. haven't even heard of it. But <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus. But yes, it is a Disney listeners. It is a movie so. about a little girl who her dad's like a comic book maker, but he gave up on his dream and she yeah. fucking befriends a squirrel who's maybe a superhero. Her parents are broken up. They're separated. It's yeah. mostly very depressing movie, but it's a kid like young audience it's, kids movie. It's, it's, wow. I think it's an interesting movie. One of the few movies I've ever seen where I feel like the wife is significantly older than the husband. Because it's Allison Hannigan and Ben Schwartz are the couple that play the mom yeah, and the dad. I don't know the and ages, Allison Hannigan yeah. is in her forties for sure, like late forties probably or mid to late. And Ben Schwartz, I think, is at oldest late thirties because he was in like Parks and Rec. He was young in that. Like, yeah, yes, I don't I know. Think. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Usually, it is the opposite. Usually, is an old man with a young woman in Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah, Fun it's a it's an hmm. interesting movie. All right, well, Fallout. If you get the next one though, then we then, tie we then, tie then it we up. Tied up. It's tied yeah. up. They call us nuts brothers because we. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> yes, and uh, the, did I say the winner of this? The winner of this just wins the Chippewa challenge, and you win. Oh, okay, we don't you're, like you're the winner of the troop. I mean, you know, I think the, the loser leader. has to have itching powder put on their crotch. Oh yeah, <laughs> we could play for the yeah. loser. I you have to it. film it and send it to me, Fallout. And then you watch it while eating raisin bread. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Our last one, guys. Last one. Here it is. Squirrel? No. Thank you. We're looking for the interstate. Uh, buzz. I get that a lot because of the details. Damn it. Buzz, 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 buzz. buzz. Oh, Fuck, if he doesn't get it, I know it. Oh, can't go That would be Bola. Rat Race. Uh, yep. That's uh, the scene in Rat Race, yeah, where they're lost. Whoopi Goldberg and her daughter, who's the actress I can't remember, plays the daughter, but they're they're lost and they find the crazy squirrel lady. Find Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. By yeah. Kathy Bates. Yep. <laughs> Selling squirrels. They decide not to get one, and Kathy Bates is so ticked that she they give he gives her fake directions. Yes, and it leads yeah. to like terrible. It they a, drive it off a cliff. No, and the cliff has signs that says you should you have bought a squirrel. squirrel. She's it's done this so to many good. people. She has they ran like, in a huge like pile cars of cars. In this ravine. Yeah. And then while they're I, in the pile of cars a skeleton pops out of one of the things <laughs> holding the, the bag that says i heart nuts or whatever quick uh quick side note do you have you guys seen the original movie that that it's is a based mad, off mad, of? mad 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 yes, mad world i'm nope i thought that you would know that uh scott because you're a movie guy yes. do you have you have you seen that movie i actually have not watched it i that's only a hilarious know. Yeah. like back in the day you know when you would go on like 
you know, family road trip, whatever, you would be visit your grandparents and like they have just a bunch of old crap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're, you're looking for things to do at your grandparents' house. They had that movie. They put it on because it's like a really old movie. And um, hilarious. I like as a kid, I thought that was a genuinely funny. It was like the same thing as Rat Race where they mm-hmm. took all the big, really funny comedic talents of the time and jammed them into one movie. It's that whole thing where there's like a bunch of money buried under a big W. They referenced it in one of the Simpsons episodes at one time. Like, you should watch that movie. It's really oh, funny. It's on my list. I'll definitely be watching it. It's yeah, just not one that's like streaming anywhere, I don't think. So it's one that I just have gotcha. to get. I, I watched like, rent it, like, it at the a couple of years ago. It, it holds up. I've always heard it's one of the like. It's very in, funny. In comedy, it's one of the most well. I wonder if it holds up. Classics. It's like better than Rat Race because I'm I remember sure it watching does, Rat Race again. I, and I was 100%. like, it wasn't yeah. as good as like no. Rat Race yeah. is funny, but yeah, you just I, had I to know. strategically cut around an R word on uh, Rat Race. I'd like to point out she Kathy Bates is about to use the R word to describe. Yeah, oh yeah, is. yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, I feel like there's a lot of. Other than this, there's a lot of 2000 sensibilities in Rat Race that probably mm-hmm. don't hold up now. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's one of guess. my favorite lines in any movie in that movie, by the way, where at the end, spoiler alert to anyone out there who hasn't seen, <laughs> seen Rat Race. 2000 smash hit Rat Race, <laughs> uh, when they they get to the end because they're chasing that bag of money and mm-hmm. it, it drips off on like a hot air balloon and they wind up in a concert. And everyone is, so all the lights go on and they're in the <laughs> yeah. middle of this live concert. And John, uh, John Lovitz, Lithgow, is, Lovitz? What, no, what's his name? Lovitz, right? Is it Lovitz? John Lovitz, thank you. Yeah. John Lovitz's kid in the movie, the band comes out and it's Smash Mouth. And <laughs> yeah. the kid goes, wow, it's Smash <laughs> Mouth. <laughs> and like, I don't know why line. like that, like they have to shoehorn in to be like, to make sure, oh, people know that it's Smash Mouth. Like it's, I love that fucking That line. is <laughs> from the, Smash that movie is right at that golden period, same as Shrek, where Smash Mouth was like yep. the biggest the band in the band. fucking world. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the band. And Rat Race was like the movie for a little bit, right? Like, I mean, I, I, don't, while, people, yeah. I don't know how big it was, but for, for my younger group people, of friends I feel like, and yeah. it was like yeah, oh my sure. gosh dude funniest movie i've ever seen i had it on vhs <laughs> tape i watched it all the time yep. i could probably quote way too much of that fucking movie <laughs> like <laughs> i haven't seen it in over a decade but i can always remember mr beans i'm winning i'm winning, I'm winning. <laughs> yep and then just his oh, narcolepsy so immediately and falls. anytime so anytime i have to poop and i can't poop I picture the girl saying, Dad, I'm prairie dogging back here. (laughs) And then you learn the great technique of pooping while you're on the road where you just hang your (laughs) your your ass out the window. Classic, dude. (laughs) I love that. Oh, goodness. But anyways, I would say that you guys... I was going to end it on a happy note that you guys tied and you guys you guys won together, but we established that we weren't playing to win, we were playing to not lose. So unfortunately, you guys both lost and you get itching powder in your beds Damn tonight it. because there wasn't a winner. So All right, honor system. I'm going to I'm going to do it, but you have to do it too. Um, of course, I'm going to do honor it. Honor system. <laughs> you're going to get some you're going to get some picks. Don't worry. You're okay, going to get okay. some picks. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, but there it is. All That's right. all I got for the game. Oh, and I that think is that it. is it for the episode. I it think. for Kronk's New Groove. We do have a movie next week. We have to watch the trailer before we can end this podcast for our movie next week. Fall, you have to watch it with us because we don't have a good format for our show. And we so we <laughs> have to fucking do it. Uh, you have to watch it. We like to, we like to make <laughs> our guests sad because they don't get to join for the amazing movie that they're about to watch the trailer for. Oh, right, yes. right. Um, oh, yeah, sure. So our next Fire movie, Bambi 2. <laughs> 
gonna be that is real. real. They made Bambi too. They did. (laughs) It's real. I have never seen Bambi one. So I can't ever see Bambi. Oh come on, dude! You're a Disney. You're a Disney fanboy. Uh, Now we are. We're being forced into that. I like going to Disney World, but I don't necessarily love. Yeah, that makes movies. you a fanboy. Yeah, you dude. would go to Disney World I like before you had a kid. Because you said, I, you yeah, just write parks checks rule. sometimes to Disney. I do. You're just like, I do. I, it's like, it's like tithing to you. For like a, yeah. tithing to church, you just yeah. tithe to Disney. Uh-huh. Like it's that weird. is true. And you have it's a corporation. Is it pronounced you know? tithing? I always thought it was... I never. I don't think I've ever heard the word pronounced before. So I didn't know it was pronounced tithing. Tithing. Yeah, I always heard tithing. Uh, <laughs> thought tithing in my head, I guess. Tithing. Yes. Uh, I would not describe myself as a Disney fanboy. I do like I going to... I would describe through... you as a Disney fanboy. Well, yeah. that's just because you're ridiculous <laughs> and you can't see the joy of, like, going to a park with amazing elaborate designs and, like, getting drunk and riding rides because that's just a good fucking time. Why don't you just do that at Six Flags, right? Like, isn't, like... But Disney has like a certain extra magic where everything's not so intense that you feel sick, like you're gonna fucking yeah. throw up, you know? Would well, you want to have a good can... time, or do you want to have a good time? <laughs> <laughs> it's fair, fair. But yeah, Bambi is one because I, I, as a kid, it looks boring as shit when you're a kid, right? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. watch a movie the about. Little, yeah, I think it's that the deer looks so realistic that I'm like, this is just gonna be fucking dull watching a real deer run around and then its fucking mom dies. It's because we're in Indiana. You know, when you see like people who like travel here who don't have deer around and they like see a deer on the side of the road and they like, they like pull over and park their car and take pictures. It's probably how we would be in Australia for like kangaroos or something, you know? Yes. I I feel like there's something missing from your cinematic experience. Not that it matters. I'm sure you were shocked in the future, but like, you know, when dudes like me and Kyle were younger and yeah. the internet wasn't goddamn huge, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there was no word on the street, oh, by the way, here's what goes on in Bambi, which, like, now everybody knows the only thing people talk about Bambi is, like, this goddamn mother gets shot. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you're watching that movie for the first time as a kid, it takes you completely by surprise. Like, I never would have expected something so heartbreaking here's like the... that to happen in a Because it's not... Movie. You're gonna... You're gonna... Well... You you just are you're probably gonna rewatch the original, right? You wouldn't just jump I guess into I'm Bambi have, Two. I, it might be <laughs> funny if I only watch Bambi Two. <laughs> you just <laughs> right around that might be really the funny. Whole time you're like, where's his mom? Like, <laughs> but yeah, the way she's introduced to being dead is she's just like she. They're running and then she's just not there anymore. So, okay, it's just, you're the it, old, like, it, are you the it, oldest of your siblings, Fallout? Oh, yeah, I'm the older brother. Here's yeah. why that seems like a a big meaningful moment to you then, but to me. I'm. I have like four older siblings, so any thing that okay. would have surprised me would have been fucking blown for me anyway. And when I was oh, five, I was watching okay. like Pulp Fiction and Halloween because that's what my <laughs> siblings were like making me watch. So Bambi's mom dying would it have meant jack shit to me as a that's, kid? Honestly, it's really funny but, that you mention that yeah. because like as the older brother, I recognized that that was happening to my younger brother. <laughs> yes. So like when I turned, I have no idea when. It, when did? Jurassic Park come out like 94 or whatever something like that something I was, like that yeah I was probably nine or something it was I was young but I really wanted to see Jurassic Park and we couldn't like they couldn't get a sitter so it came out in the summer I think we went for my birthday mm-hmm and we just like we couldn't we were like just take my brother like just take drew just just bring him and so <laughs> my brother was five watching like jurassic park <laughs> watching that dude get sniped off the toilet by the t-rex so i don't know just, you know just what funny. is funny my 
three-year-old loves Jurassic Park and forces me <laughs> oh, to put yes. it on. Dinos- because she's a huge dinosaur. She thing. loves huge, dinosaurs. Huge. She sees that fucking cover. Yeah. She is like, dinosaurs! So I have to turn it off around the time when they find like Samuel L. Jackson's dead body or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and pop this off. Movie's over at that point. I think she can handle the guy getting eaten by the T-Rex. You don't see anything, you right. know? Like he's there, he's but have gone. have you shown her The Lost World? No. Reviewed by many as a literal five out of five, five perfect movie? Yes, of course. I'm going to go ahead and tag Rachel in this yeah. episode so she can Rachel. know. Our friend perfect Rachel. Flawless who, movie. Flawless. Yeah. Little girl gymnastic kills a dinosaur. Flawless movie. Okay, let's watch the trailer for Bambi 2. Play it. Coming soon on video and DVD. Walt Disney Pictures presents an all-new motion picture event featuring the return of one of the most beloved Disney characters of all time. Bambi! (laughs) Crying out loud! You're going to stay near the den where it's safe. My father never takes me with him anymore. Now, to become prince of the forest. If I could just show him that I can be brave, like him. He's finding his voice. Watch me. He's making new friends. Name's Ronald, and these are the boys. Stab and jab. And he's learning to believe in himself. We made it. Great adventures never end. What were you like? I was a lot like you. Walt Disney's Bambi 2. Uh, hold up. Hold what up, was it's that okay. title at Whoa. the end? No, look, look. I know it said coming only to cinemas at the end, but that's because <laughs> this is the UK trailer, okay? Because the US one was too fucking long and no one wants to listen to two minutes of a Bambi trailer, all right? <laughs> so it was released to DVD in America and just like Lion King 2, this is an American podcast, so we go by America. the American release. God damn it. Gotcha. Yes, Good. so who? <laughs> Paula, aren't you jealous you don't get to watch Flower? I'm so jealous, bro. Flower we get the like, skunk fart on a plant and kill it with skunks. <laughs> we get like two full weeks to prepare for this one. Oh, that's true. So. We are banked up. We got like four episodes. And this is a tank. this is a momentous this podcast right here today is momentous because in two weeks this this episode is going to release on September eighth, my birthday. And so Whoa. This is my Whoa. last two weeks being in my 20s, guys. This is, I know you guys are old, decrepit men at this point. Good Lord. I know you yeah. guys are way older than me, you know. In, your, in your 30s, you know. Yeah. And so this is <laughs> the only time I have left to, to, to cherish. You know why else this is a momentous podcast episode? I finally learned Kyle's birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping it secret all these years. Okay, well, Fallout, luckily you don't have to watch that movie. Um, But thank you for joining us for this movie. Thank you for being on our stupid, silly podcast. Uh, Yes, thank you so much. Yes, It was an honor to have you. Do you have anything you'd like to 
plug for people to find you as if you're not a million times bigger than this podcast. I anyway. do, but yeah. like it's different audience, right? It is. Yeah. Thank you for joining me on this Disney sequel podcast discussion. If you like Destiny Two, <laughs> yeah, hey, come find me on YouTube. Let me here. I'll sell them this way. If you like me. And not Destiny 2. If you like me in general video game videos, I'm in a lot of Fallout's videos that are not Destiny 2 related. Or you if go. you hate me, there's a lot of other videos I'm not in on his channel. Either Perfect. way, you win. So we have a lot something of for everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast just because they hate Scott. Yeah. They know. hate listening. Yeah, they they hate just listening. Hate They're him. like, I hope I get to hear this fucker <laughs> choke to death on mic. <laughs> and they release the episode still for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> if I die... Mid-recording, Kyle, you have to release it, all right? I want people to hear it. Yes. I want that genuine <laughs> moment captured. You. Yes, Thank I you. Will. Good. I'll haunt you if you don't. Um, okay. <laughs> you well, already got it. That, yeah, never mind. <laughs> on that note, I think we're done for this episode of the show. So let's pop out the tape and turn off the TV. If you're listening you like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all other social medias at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made, the number four TV podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzabout for our theme song. Thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Till next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kyle. Why do I have to chime in there? Yes! It's not, but it's not, it's not my show. I know it's, it's not. We always, we always, we do it every week. Well, we wait. It was a yeah. break, bro. This is to you. Break, because it bro. makes us laugh every time that we sit and our guest feels awkward that they have to respond. Oh, that's a brilliant <laughs> bit, dude. That's brilliant. The we end, should folks. stop doing that.